Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Machu Video alongside my critique about in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And as always, you know, we have a bunch of TV shows to talk about. We have a few movies to talk about, one in which is going to be like sort of an exclusive, if you will. Because yes, uh, Ricardo actually got the chance, well actually I should say one of the first people in Trinidad to check out the newest Mission Impossible movie, uh, Dead Reckoning yeah. Part mm-hmm. 1. Yes, because right. both um, Cinema One, that would be like, um, well, yeah, Cinema One and Movie Town Text then had, uh, had, had, um, had screenings this weekend, actually, right? So, yeah. unfortunately, I couldn't make it to either one. So, I guess, like, everybody else have to see when it drops, you know, later this week or leading up into the weekend. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Ricardo, you, you checked it out. So, what you'll do um, at the end of this episode, you will give us a spoiler-free review of it. Um, and then, sure. well, next week, you know, hopefully when I do get a chance to see it, you know, we could get into spoilers, right? Yeah. Right. All right. But before we get to all that now, you know, just sticking with movies for a little bit now, uh, let's talk about the first trailer, or as they call it, the teaser trailer uh, for Bob Marley, One Love. Yeah. Right. So um, it, it, it so, dropped. Well, yeah. first off, it actually, well, the, the poster for it dropped um, Wednesday, right? Last Wednesday, time of us recording this, right? It's like, all right, it looks cool. I like, you know, with the um, the red, gold, and green, you know, using it as the spotlight on, on Mali. Okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But, I mean, we've been hearing about this this, this project for a while now, right? I, I think long after since, um, a, well, it, it unfortunately, it's a documentary that not that many people remember. Um, there was a documentary, I think, back in 2015, I think it was or earlier, on Call Mali, right? Which was about um, his life, right? right. Um, well, you know, right. the life and career of easily one of the most influential figures, you know, regardless of, of music, right? Um, in, in history, right? Yeah. Um, this, this guy pretty much has been revered ever since he stepped into the scene. Um, and, of course, since he passed away in the early 80s, I mean, he is regarded as a legend, right? Um, and it's so funny because, like, mm. for many of us, right, our official introduction to that came in easily one of the greatest compilation albums ever made. That would be Bob Marley Legend, right? Yeah, to me, that was like the, the, the right. gateway into his music, right? I had that on CD as a child, and I played it all the time. <laughs> exactly. We all grew up on that, right? And yeah, you know, over the years, you know, that was when we, 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 we learned about albums like Kaya and Burning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just learned so much about this guy, right? But, you know, when it comes to, like, just uh, a film version of, it, of of his life, right? It is one of those things where, in the back of your mind, you just always tell yourself, you know, it'd be interesting if that happened, eh? but it just never did. And, you know, I, I, I don't know all the details, but I feel it just has to do with Tough Gong Records and the Mali family and, you know, what they want or what, what they want to be, sh- um, to be shown or expressed on screen and whatnot. So the closest thing we got to an actual film about his life was that film, right? Was that... Um, that documentary, right? But again, that that just kind of came and went, and people just sort of forgot about it. I remember seeing it, and I was like, all right, that's okay. But I remember a lot of people um, criticizing the film for, oh, it just didn't scratch the surface of who this man was, right? And this is the hope that I have with this film here, right? That we're going to see really who this man was, right? Uh, outside of his music and the influence of it, right? So yeah, much of my surprise, yeah, you know, the poster dropped on Wednesday. They say trailer was dropping the following day, so I was excited as hell. I I, I um went tuned in. I, I pulled up YouTube at thing around eleven o'clock in the morning, checked it out. Um and I would just say right off the bat, it looks okay. 
it doesn't look mind-blowing. Um, I will say that it looks very, very, very good. It's very beautifully shot, right? It's done by yeah. uh, Ronaldo Marcus Green. His last film was King Richard, you know, the Oscar-nominated film, which star, right, you know, okay. um, right. uh, Will Smith, yeah? Yeah, I, I found out that after the fact, right? So, yeah, I mean, it looks great, right? Um, but, of course, you know, the big question is, who is playing Bob Marley? And surprise, surprise, is we boy Kingsley Benadir, right? You know? Um, right, yeah, he going, he, he, he doing, he have a, he going to a nice little, little run right now. Yes, yes, uh, he is, he is, right? Yeah. Um, and I will say, he looks the part, he looks it, right? My, my, this my little gripe is that I find he rasps not as long as all that, like it's a little too short, that's just my right. gripe, right? Um, and I just find like, I'm not expecting, you know, because of the biopic, right? I'm not expecting to see some kind of moment where he lashes out violently and, you know, says some kind of grand statement, right? But, He's a little too chill in these in the in this trailer here. Like he just kind of a little too casual, a little too laid back. You know what I mean? That's just from what I've seen here, right? Well, I mean, that is seller. Uh, you know, they they because they, they I, I don't know what to call it, but he, they they kind of kawaii him a little bit there. He looking like a softer version of the real. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, right? Like a very well, he looking look like the early life to be fair. But that, right, that's, and but, and but yeah. um, from what I've seen here, you know, they're gonna cover you know like the. The 70s and all that stuff with the um, political parties and you know the, the gang wars and all that right. stuff and the attempt at this well you, I don't want to say assassination but that that moment I don't know all the full details sorry uh, yeah where his house got shut up basically right so I know they're gonna touch on all right. that kind of stuff right um, I was surprised to see McGill Lashana Lynch right play Rita right you're right I yeah I didn't know that either I was like I would you with this too so we have two British actors in this film I'll talk about that in a bit right Right. And there's a glimpse where I know they're going to touch on the supposed infidelity, you know, with, with Bob, you know. Because, um, yeah, there's a moment Funny, where Rita opens Wool? a door and you see this white woman there like, all right. Yeah, Miss Wool, I think. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, 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 Was she Miss Wool? Um, Miss Wool, 77 or something. I, 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 I can't remember. I really should, should do my research on this, right? But, yeah, yeah, and, you know, I like how they incorporate, you know, the music into the into the soundtrack and they make it feel dramatic and all that. Like, like it's, it's, it's in, at the end of the day, it's just a, an, an ordinary biopic, right? But Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of big... Well, I mean, we, we're going through, like, the big music biopic wave right now. So we get... I mean, we get Freddie Mercury, you know, he, will, you know, he won our Oscar for that. Yeah, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, know, got, yeah. Right, which I, I thought, as a film, is kind of bad, but, like, as a... His performance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 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 Ra- Rami yeah. Malek, yeah, yeah. He was great, Rami and Malek, he won right, Oscar yeah. for that, right? Then, um, well, this guy, this guy was good too. Uh, what do you call him? This one as Elton John. Um, King yeah, Bond. um, Taron um, Taron um, Edgerton. Yeah, I, you know, I still haven't seen yeah, Rocket Man. You know, good. I still yeah. haven't seen it. You know, shame on me, right? right? Yeah, no, that, that is one of those cases. Kind of like, um, hmm, you know, it's kind of like Ray and and um, walk walk the line, where both were Oscar worthy, but one get more recognizing the yeah. other. Um, yeah, like that, you know. So just a next generation of music is is what is the forty year cycle, right? Once you, you know, once it's like about forty years past or thirty years past since it did, it's time for the the big names to start piling on again. So you know, uh, well, not, not in the case of Elton John, he's still alive, but you know, his career he exactly. brought back then. So yeah, Bob Marley is what the eighties, right? So close to what forty years almost. Yeah, years, uh, about know? that. Yeah. Uh, right. About that, right? So so you know, yeah, so, so, so a few things for you, right? Before we get to your thoughts, right? Um, as you mentioned, Oscars, right? I suspect that this film, is, well, actually, I'm now seeing here that it's going to be released on January, um, January the twelfth. Um, because in my head, yeah, oof, right? Yeah, nice. In my, because in my head, I tell myself, oh, this gonna come out after the Oscars, so they're not even gonna, they're not even gonna think about nominating yeah. this. But yeah, just given by its release date, yeah, this is probably not gonna get nominated, right? So that's that. Um, but stick with the Oscars a little bit more. Um, 
I, I, you know, I was looking out for you. You know, I was I was expecting you actually to mention Elvis, right? Right. Because right. yeah, um, I'm not not that, not seeing that I'm picking up on Elvis vibes, right? But I just hope that they don't fall into the trap that Elvis did, where the first half was just this indulgent well, I mean, look at you know his music and how influential he was, yeah, they, and they, it was just this style know, over substance kind of thing. Yeah, right? well, no, in the case of Elvis, it was more Baz Luhrmann scene than a Elvis problem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Baz had to had to push himself up. Yeah. So the playing is more street musical qualities in it and whatnot. And yeah, like if you remember my review of, of Elvis, I thought that the first half was a mess, right? But yeah. the second half, where everything slowed down and you saw well, basically the fall of of um of Elvis, that's when it worked for me, right? Um, and and even going to talk about the Tom Hanks performance, right? I'm sure. not even going to talk about that, right? But yeah, that, that's my fear with this, right? And this this brings up to an issue that I want to bring up, right? So I'm not going to mention the people by name, right? But uh, basically, they, I, I know them through the Caribbean Tales Film Festival. That's in Canada, right? Right. So they have Caribbean roots, right? So one of them is uh, Barbadian and the other two are Jamaican, right? And well, the, the, the two Jamaicans are older than me, right? So they, they grew up literally on Mali, right? And they know his influence and all that kind of stuff. Um... They were not wowed by this trailer at all. They were not wowed, right? But the yeah. main reason, I, I don't, don't want to yeah. delve too deep into it, right, is the casting. They right. felt that, they, and, well, and, even the, and even the Barbadian felt the same way, uh, they should have cast a Jamaican to play Mali, right? I, um, I can imagine that, yeah. But yeah, is it, I know, is it, uh, the typical, is it typical thing? I, I, I cannot make my peace with that kind of thing. Um, you'll get somebody who a face you kind of know, kind of name up and coming after, who kind of looking at him maybe and could kind of pull off the accent. And I would have gone go with, sorry, you know. Yeah. You know, it's too big of a, it's too big of a film and he's too big of a name, you know, and the person who, uh, Bob Marley is too big of a figure for them to not do something like that now. Without exactly. on the scale now. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a worldwide movie. La Channel Lynch is a big name, relatively, you know. It's yes, like yes, yes, yes. And, and, so, and Kingsley is on the rise now, you know. I didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there will be the people come and say, you know, you could have cast one of his sons, right? So, right, like nah. like who, like what, Kimani or Steven? Because nah, they, nah, they, they, those two, those, like, they're not actors. But as far exactly. as they sound, they, they, they sound the closest to their dad um, than, than anybody, fine, in my know, opinion, right? Need, that's fine, you know, but you need an actor. See, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people prefer, well, usually in, in Hollywood circles, because it's still a movie and, and on a production level, and, and, and actors' union level and all of that stuff, that had to play out like, well, you had to get somebody who they rather actor who kind of something like him than somebody who, you know, a pitch perfect thing. Now that's why you don't do, you know hire imitators to act in your movies, right? You act, you hire actor and then get a person to get to the point because they had to do scenes where we don't see them on camera or you, you had to embellish a story or something like that. Whatever. Yeah. It, it, I get. I get. Listen, is that typical complaint? I expect the complaint. I'm not surprised. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and a couple things, couple, mm. right? So, yeah, you know, the, the, the big issue, and I imagine it's going to be that for a lot of Jamaicans, a lot of Caribbean people who especially grew up and were influenced by Bomali, yeah, why why you cast a British actor for, man, and you put a wig on the man, and blah, 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 right? Um, I I just want to see the film for myself, now knowing that it's coming out right. so early in the, in the year, which is a, a, a big red flag for me. Um, yeah, yeah, I I just I just want to see what Kingsley brings to the table. I think for what it's worth, I think that he is a great actor, right? Um, it's just I have to get past the whole wig thing and just understand that he's playing a role, right? No, no more, no less. And same thing with the channel, right? I, I um, with, I mean, with her perform yeah. with her performance as Rita, right? I'll just close this. I know a lot of people, especially in the Caribbean, are gonna are gonna be like waiting, like like fervently for for this film to come out, right? And I know a lot of people right. may may come with it with the pitchforks and torches, like ready to burn this 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 film right. apart, uh, ablaze, right? Um, I just w- hoping at the end of the day that they don't like do the the Elvis mistake and just 
rush through everything and then try to make sense of it in the end, right? Um, I also, um, I forgot to mention, one of, the, one of the individuals also mentioned that because of how complex of a, car, of a person he was, he felt that, you know, the, 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 the feature film ap- approach was not enough. Like, it should be yeah, like a miniseries, right? right? And people would watch right, it. People right. would watch it. I could see that showing on, on Max yeah. and the rated a TVME or whatever it is, and, and it works, right? And speaking right. of that, though, I am really curious to see what the rating of this could be, right? Because... You know, it could be a PG-13, whatever, whatever, right? But, you know, they have, they have, to, they have to bring in the weed. They have to bring in that, that marijuana. Uh, sorry. So, I, I, I can't wait they to see, them. like, oh, okay. rated PG-13 for drug content. <laughs> you know, something like that. Now, like, how to, how to right, summarize it. But, yeah. dog, like, they can have to show Mali. You have to show weed in this, right? Like, there's no if ands, or buts around it, right? It is right, what it yeah. is. But at the end of the day, I just want that they, you know, I just hoping that this show does bar Mali justice, right? But, it, it you know, at the, at the same time, I'm nervous and I'm not too sure how this movie is going to play out, right? And especially the response of it, right? But yeah, I guess we'll have to wait until January the 12th to, to see how this plays out, man. But for what it's worth, for the, the trailer scene here, it's fine. It's not mind-blowing. It's like, oh my God, like right. so amazing. I need to see it. It's fine. And believe you me, the, the, the Caribbean, like a lot of people in the Caribbean are definitely going to be looking out for this film, man, for real. So Ricardo, your, your honest opinion on this trailer and what you expect from the movie. Yeah, I expect, I expect a decent amount of hype. As usual, the, the usual complaints and the the, the 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 you know the mitigation of those complaints was expected. Normal thing. You cool you could I get like I I try to think of what Jamaican actor they could have gotten to play the role. Like a who's an actor who career known career in theater probably have crossovers in Britain and England. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think about it. I don't know King King Benadier's career. I just assume he might have Jamaican roots or some connection in some way. Maybe I don't know. Right. I find you talking fine, like, on thing. But, you know, comp- the problem with accents is that people always bitch and complain about accent. But as far as a populous conceit of what we know a Jamaican accent to be, not a stereotype, right? Not not Sebastian the Crab, not that bullshit. But, you know, um, you know, just a, a, a workable conceit of what you know a Jamaican sounds like, it's, it sounds fine. Because it's, all, it's, it's the transatlantic bullshit you still have to deal with. Uh, normal thing, right? Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's sung in fine. It's kind of like Bush, Bush, um, remember Bushmaster from Tingna? He's sung in. Good. Oh, right, right. From um, second season Luke of um, Luke Cage, yeah. Luke, Luke, right, right, right. It's that. That's how I was thinking. And, you know, as far as I know, that actor, not Jamaican at all. So it's, nope. it's way you could do with it. And, and it looking like a decent, it looking like a, another solid music biopic from music at that time. Right? It probably looking, it might be a little too bland and standard, but, you know, you know Bob Mali's a, a really interesting figure. So we'll see what they will do with it. I'll, we'll find out. I not nothing about it saying way boy this look like shit or nothing like that. Could be, but we'll find out. I we're looking good. It's a solid trailer in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Alright, so sticking with streaming for a little bit now. Um yeah, we we, we, we got a, a couple of um anime uh premieres uh last week. Right. So uh yeah, Ricardo, take it away. Right. Um Bleach Thousand Year Blood War restarted. Uh well sorry, well yeah, kick man. kick started back up or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So part two, yeah. yeah. part two, yeah. So so how well I, I haven't started as yet. I think I'll just wait for the the arc or the season to wrap up and then I'll just do a full right. binge like what I did last time. Um but yeah, how did this um second arc or second season kick off? Alright, so yeah, well so they, they from I understand I okay, so you know, usually as usually wait for somebody to to you have a couple YouTubers who pick up at this stuff. I follow one YouTuber in particular who really good at like telling you which part of the manga this changed from or what tweak they tweak here. Yeah, so I didn't have him for that. But I do, there's a whole bunch of shit they add on that's not from the manga. And a lot of people are saying that how in the trailer we saw a bunch of things that um add into the manga 
uh, that was in the manga. Because they had to, one of the big complaints about this arc in the manga was that it had a bunch of stuff they needed to fill up. It's a good, it's a good arc, but it needed a lot of flesh, flesh to, to tissue ratio to fill out now. And it didn't really get that, and now we gain it now. I, it, it so far it just added a bunch of stuff to fill up the episode. It, it basically continues with what we call the second invasion of the of the Quincy's. Quincy's now set up everything. Um, you have Baha, the bad guy. He is he finally get Yuyu, the Shira, who was who went well. You saw him go rogue at the end of the last time. Uh, he right finally joins him, and now we're gonna see him set up everything. And they they, they invade in Soul Society for the quote unquote second time. So Ichigo now have to train properly because you know old man, I forget his name, uh, Ichibe, he I'm telling Ichigo, look, you're not ready. You're powerful, but you're not ready. Uh, so you had a tree. So you need that going to start. Typical train arc. Shonen manga. Yep, yep, yep. Same old, uh, same old. <laughs> other characters training. Same old, same old. Right. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they ain't getting ready. And then we got fight them, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, uh, one of the big things is that this arc seems to have a bunch of stuff from like the normal, some novelization material that came later, like something called Can't Fear Your Own World that came a lot later. But it's it a bunch of stuff that is is in that I think that coming in this because they're merging some of those ideas, which again makes some sense because yeah, those ideas were felt like a bunch of stuff they didn't was ex explain away stuff that wasn't explained in the manga anyway. So it makes sense, you know, putting that in the anime to have the story flow a little better and make sense. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I can I can live with that. I'm happy with that. Um, well, one noticeable thing, which is a big, big, big deal, but it's a certain character's bankai is only in can't fair own will and now is in uh, is has been advertised while it was seen in the trailer um did you did you open it i don't love it but then again i i only like action openings with characters beating the shit out of each other we don't get that what we get is what we get is something very reminiscent of the eighth opening of bleach where it's just it's kind of slice of life kind of thing but it's not really a a, a normal action opening it's really a kind of slice of life so if you go back and see bleach opening eight that's the one that this one is reminding me the most of where it's just characters hanging out and basically being fashion mm. models <laughs> and then chilling out in some normal slice of life in the t-shop or they're hanging out on the, the, the in some pub or they're walking up some stairs somewhere wherever it is somewhere in, in or, or, or by some or by some, some um, post or something like lamppost or something yeah some shit right yeah something like that right yeah or they, they buy they buy food or this waste mm. or something like that that is all the main characters in civilian clothing you know chilling out that's what it mostly is but it was cool to see certain characters who had never take out a scene civilian clothing in <laughs> okay. that. uh for the episode itself they did a new sequence so they expanded on a sequence i was in the manga um so we get to see you have back as a child uh but we only see him as a child in the manga. But in this, they show the like the birth of Yuhabak itself, like a concept. And then they make um allusions to Yuhabak's mom mo and thing, like, what? I, we never see all of that before. And that whole opening sequence is great. Like with a bunch of like hands holding up the child, but it's like these weird ghostly mm. embodied hands yelling out his name. It's a real creepy sequence. And it, the way it's framed right. is like a dream now. And it's a real great way to open up the whole thing. And then well, the entire arc is basically just Yuryu joining the Vandarai. Um Ichigo having to train and then they just more or less ended off with um uh Shinsui talking to Ichigo's earthly friends about hey you know given the situation you might not see him again I just kind of come to tell you that um that kind of thing that kind of thing now because he, he probably won't have to the ability to come back home given the power he's going to have access to he won't be able to control it so he can't come back as a human it'll it'll be too dangerous now. uh stuff like that and yeah they just show other characters having to do a um, bunch of stuff um some of the visors had some things to do. Um, case care some things to do. Just the normal, usual stuff. Nothing, nothing important that doesn't become particularly relevant later. And to be honest, it wasn't actually that relevant to the manga as I remember correctly. But they could change it because the, the anime changed a bunch of stuff. 
but it, it seemed it's something that seemed important, but they didn't really address it in the, um, in the manga. I remember last thing. But yeah, uh, solid first episode. Um, pretty damn good. Pretty fun. You know, I enjoyed it. All right. Well, while you were checking out um, Tosnia Blood War, um, I checked out the series premiere of Rooney Kenshin, right? So well, the, I, I watch this as well. Yeah. All right. Nice, nice, nice. So I'll just, yeah. I'll just share my, my, my quick thoughts on it, right? So this is the second, you know, anime adaptation of the beloved, you know, um, of the beloved anime, yep. sorry, the beloved manga. And of course, a series that I hold near and dear to my heart, um, you know, okay, Rooney Kenshin. Huge, it was huge about... I don't know, over 20 years ago, it was massive in it, it, it was, it was. And, you know, yeah. it just kick-started so much. It, it kick-started for me, my 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 love for anime. Because uh, I didn't yeah. really, like, I didn't have cable, so I didn't grow up on the, you know, on DBZ, right? So, yeah. Um, exactly. And it's not like right. I, I right. never saw anime before. was no way of it, right? No, right? But, yeah, for me, um, Rooney Kenshin, or as we used to call it down here in Trinidad, Summer X, yeah, that was the one that really yep. kick-started. That was like a cultural phenomenon, right? Um, and I could talk for days about how it really impacted me. Um, the um, the Shishio arc, though, is one of the greatest yep. I've ever seen, though. It, so, it, it, yeah, it, 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 it pretty much changed my life, though, you know, <laughs> in more ways than yep. one, right? But, yeah, um, Again, you know, love the series, um, and I was so surprised also too when it made its way to Cartoon Network. So I was able to rewatch it now right. and all that too. Well, that, that's that's when I that's when I got I got into it. I don't know. I I kind of missed it. I kind of missed that whole thing. I only got into it because I just most most of my friends was kind of talking about it. It was kind of popular. I was more familiar with with well, sadly, Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. <laughs> um, right. But it's only until it came on Cartoon Network and it was playing basically once a day. Or sometimes twice yes. a day. Um, yes, could, you're right. Um, it used to be um during the afternoon, so like after school, right. I used to see it, yeah? But yeah, right. um, like, like, does, like dog. Like we have to binge. Yeah, yeah. But, but like dog, yeah. like like those, those Saturdays in, during lessons, yeah, we, we were talking about yeah. fights and shit that you were like, yeah. <laughs> you know, boy, wow, wow. But anyway, anyway, moving on, right? So yeah, um, we so I was surprised that we were actually gonna get um, you know, um, a, a new version of that cartoon, right? And of course, you yeah. know, there is the live, there are sorry, the live action movies. Um, the first one is right. kind of eh, but the others I've I've thoroughly enjoyed, and the last two I I, I love actually. Like those were just okay. great ways to both conclude and begin the series, right? So yeah, I was surprised that we were going to get you know this this new version, right? And what I'll just say right off the bat is, um. Similar to a show that we'll talk about next, this feels pretty much like the same story, but for Gen Zers, right? It's it's for a new generation, right? Because right? um, what we get here pretty much is the same series premiere of the original series. It's the same story. Right, okay. This is, this is what I vaguely remember, but I, was trying to, I, I had to go back and watch the old yeah. one. But I was vaguely remembering, like, yeah, this was the same. Yeah, thing. yeah, and 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 as I brought up yeah. that, what was so amazing about this show here, right? Well, you know, this, the well, Rooney Kenshin and this new new version of it, right? Is that while I was watching it, it just reminded me of certain incidents, right? That I remember from that premiere because I I just remember seeing it, you know, when it was aired on local TV and on cable, right? So I remember the moment yeah. where um where 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 Kenshin when when Kenshin run, run, runs into Kaoru for the first time, right? And you know she tries to attack him. I remember that. I remember the, the 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 big tall tough guy who was going around calling himself Batusai. I remember those things. I remember the big right, fight right. scene with him and his goons in the in the um in the in the climax. Yeah. I remember but those that, things. That was, that was a big catch yeah. of the story, you know? Yeah, that was a big catch of the story. The Batusai, the Slayer. We don't know yeah. who this was. 
and then you know you find out who it really is. I'm like, oh yeah, right. that's great. And that's and, yeah. Um, and to the show's credit, I would say that this show stays true to its source material, boy. Because I was just listening to lines. Yeah, I was yeah, like, exactly. yeah, this is exactly like how it was in the original, though. It's pretty and much here. This is coming from somebody who never ra- read the manga, unfortunately. I never read it because I just felt like the the anime just did a great job in telling it. So it's like, all right, I don't really need to read the manga, right? But I could tell that this it it feels literally word for word from it, right? Even right down to the way how Kenshin talks with that I am and this is it, you know. He has this kind of way of of ending his sentences, which is kind of weird, right? But you don't hear it right. in the in the English version, in the, in, the, in the English dub, sorry, but in the Japanese um, version, the Japanese dub, sorry, like when you put on um, subtitles, yeah, you, you you see that that the that it is and that they are and all that kind of stuff. The way how he always ends his sentences, which is pretty pecu- um, peculiar, but it works, right? Um, the artwork I, I thought was solid as well too, right? Um, and it, it it very well feel it it. it very much feels like what we saw before, but just slightly updated as well too, right? So, you know, that's the best way I could, like, sum up this episode and what I expect from the show. It's the same thing, but just with a fresh coat of paint, right? Right, pretty much. And I, I like I like that it didn't, it, it's still solid animation because it's not Berserk. Yes. You see how the Berserk remake was rubbish? Yeah. I like what they do with this. It's fine. Like, I could live yeah. with this. Um, and even even if the, the fight scenes look cool as well, like good, you know, yeah, not, not, good, yeah, yeah. Not, not mind blowing, you know, yeah, but but fine, they're good, right? But yeah. to be fair, like in the first episode, like in the very first episode of um, Rooney Kenshin, you know, like the fight scenes wasn't mind blowing, but as the show gradually progressed, yeah, that's when shit really got uh, amazing, right? Um, the voice acting is is solid for the most part, right? I'm not gonna be the one to critique a Japanese voice actor, but yeah, I I thought that both um the ones who who did the um. The voices for, for Kenshin and, and Koru were, were great as well, right? Um, the opening title sequence, uh, well, I should say the, 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 um, the, yeah, the, well, the title sequence itself, I thought it was pretty interesting as well. Because for some odd reason, it reminded me of Samurai Champloo, that style where you would see, yeah, 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 like yeah. just you'll see like a character, um, do, you know, feeding yeah, out yeah. and kind of swooping pose and different um, yeah, yeah, shots yeah, and whatnot yeah. and poses. Yeah, it has a very much a feel of like the first part of the Samurai Champloo intro. It's like, all right, all right, that, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Um, the songs at the moment, well, the, the theme songs don't really stick out to me as much as all that, though. Like, for me, like, I will always remember the, the, the one for the, the, the very first one, right? Um, well, yeah, well, the first theme song for, you know, um, for Rooney Kenshin, right? The original one. And then, right. of course, as the Shishio act. about us rock guitar thing? Yeah, yeah, that. Right. And then as the show progressed, and then especially when we got into the Shishio act, though, especially Heart of Sword, though, that's when I was like, all right, I fuck it with this music. Even right down to, what's he one by? It's gonna rain. Like I love that song, right? But whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know that we're gonna get some bops very soon, but for the most part, this you know is solid, right? And yeah, in, in in closing, um, I'm impressed by this, right? You could tell that the, the creators really staying true to the source material though. But the fear I have now is that going forward, you know, things, especially for us who grew up on the series, won't be they, they might be predictable. It might be like yeah, we know what's going to happen. We know, we know, we know, we know. We know what's going to happen here. We know what's going to happen there. So I, I, at least I right. do hope that the creators are brave enough to at least give you a little something surprise, a little something unexpected, right? Tweak it just a little bit, right? Because yes, while I admire the fact that it's seen very true to the source material, it may kind of, like, especially for, for veteran fans now, they might just kind of watch this and be like, all right, but this, why, why am I watching this? Why I, I could just go back and pull up a DVD and watch the, you know, the older one, right? But 
I will say that, you know, especially for Gen Zers who who never grew up on these series, yeah, this this is a, a great way to start, man. And and I, I really feel like this is the, the target audience. Not so much the veterans, but the Gen Zers who did not know how big of a deal um Rooney Kenshin was, right? And for the veterans, they could right. watch it and be like, Yeah, yeah, I, well, I, I know, like this. I know, this is cool. I know, so this is I cool. I, I, this is this is kinda like harkening back to, you know, the days of watching this show. I like this, you know. Right. I forget I forget when exactly, but um this was I don't follow this news, but I know the creator had some big controversy or some piece of drama with him, something criminal or something with child pornography or something. Uh, but I forget the details huh. exactly. But uh, so I thought the franchise would have kind of go under for that and something like that. But I think since he kind of it, it kind of moved past him and it just went back to the older material, uh, as it is, and it's a smart call. Like I know they're remaking Naruto as well. Uh, or, oh, oh, okay. What it did. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, forget, but basically it's just modernized animation because, like, look, we like the whole anime, but they they clearly used to like cut corners and think with them them animation techniques, right? So like doing a remake is not a bad idea, it, it, and it's still popular enough. I could see you know you, you remake it. Yeah, you still have the old things and they won't change anything. And as far as I know, they will they will you know keep it. They they probably make it even more violent or more closer to the manga that it is. Some people say well it use manga accurate colors or little things like that. And like one of the reasons why this new bleaches is, is so well praised is because yeah it, it using Kubo's designs it didn't change anything though. Um stuff like that. Whoever. Hmm. Yeah. But but yeah um but yeah touching on that though yeah what were your thoughts on this um premiere? Yeah, no, yeah, solid. I, 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 I didn't have any problems with this um, as it is. Again, I try to remember if this was the similar to the original preview, and I, this is what I would vaguely remember. But I haven't watched that episode in a long time, right? Every time I go back, I watch it Kenshin. It's the, the, all the classics, like, you know, him turning upside down against that one chain guy, or, you know, oh, yeah. the final mm-hmm. fight with Chishio, or whatever it is. Or even uh, the stuff against Ayushi and, uh, the cinema shit, uh, what was he? Uh, Saito. Saito, right, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, or even, well, um, um, Shujero, right? You know, damn classics, mm. right? Uh, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't go back to, to watch whole episodes back, that kind of thing. So I was vaguely remember if this was close to the original material. And I didn't look it up. I just watched the episode. I enjoyed it for what it was. And that is it, yeah. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Right, so um, up next, let's talk briefly about my adventures with Superman, right? So um, sure. similar, similar to... Um, well, similar and both different to how I felt about um, Rooney Kenshin. Um, yeah, this 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 feels like, you know, a bit of the same old same now, but, you know, for a new generation, a new audience, right? Um, Gen Zers in particular, right? And, yeah, what this show is in a nutshell, well, you know, we actually got the first two episodes um, on the same night, basically, um, right. courtesy of Adult Swim. Yeah, we just seen the early days of, of, of Clark Kent and him understanding who he is and how he becomes Superman, right? Uh, in the process, you know, there's Lois Lane, who is an intern at um, at the uh, Daily Planet. Um, I, I, I'm glad that you know um, Perry White is one is is black in this case now, so that that that's a, that's a plus. So. Um, and you know, well, there is Jimmy Olsen as well too. He's black as well. Um, surprisingly and both ridiculously energetic at the same time too. A little a little too energetic for my taste, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, it, essentially that's what it is, right? And it, well, the the, the big you know, well, I should say one of the villains in this now involves this um, this particular uh, woman who, with her team, well, just basically these um, hired goons, uh, steals all this military tech, right? And w- well, one of which involves like these gigantic robots. And then, of course, you know, things take place and the, and the robots are activated. And of course, that's when Clark has to step in to save the day. Or I should say save both, you know, Lois and, um, and, and um, Jimmy, right? 
Because um, what they set up here with Lois is that, yeah, she is determined to, to get her foot in the door as far as just being a, a reporter goes. So, yeah, she will go and investigate right. stuff. Even when, and, you know, Jimmy just being that guy is like, yeah, I'll come along, blah, 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 right? And, you know, Perry will be like, no, you know, you're, you're an intern. You're supposed to do this. You're not ready to go out in the field. And she's like, no, I want to do this, right? And Clark now, like, just instantaneously falls for, for Lois. And it's so, it's so sweet how it happens, right, by the way. I won't spoil how it happens, right? And yeah, you know, he's just trying to make sure that she's okay, you know, trying to, you know, help out and whatnot. And he wants to, you know, um, you know, start start his career in, in journalism, uh, journalism, sorry, as well, too. But at the same time, he has to come to terms with his powers and, you know, him being Superman, which he actually finds out in the second episode, you know, thanks to his um, his parents, right? Well, his Earth parents. And then, well, in the process of that, he, 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 um, he sees his... Um, well, his father himself, well, you know, uh, of course, a hologram of him and whatnot. And he just sort of sees certain images um, from Krypton and all that kind of stuff. So he kind of just has right. glimpses. He's given glimpses of who he is, but still he doesn't know... Um, he doesn't know exactly, you know, who, who he is, right? And that's like the big theme of this show here. And she close to this, um, the, well, the main villain, actually, her name is Leslie Wells. Um, she is Livewire, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, uh, with, Livewire, yeah. I know right. appeared in, in, in other Superman shows, but I don't know much about it to be like, oh, okay, that, that's who she is, right? And um, in the, in the right. well, the ending of the, the second episode, they, they set something up with some other familiar characters who will show up. And it's just a question of how things will right. play out from there, right? So, yeah, quick, quick thoughts on, on my adventures with Superman. Um, even though this is coming out of Adult Swim, I did not expect this show to, to skew that young, though. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they yeah, it, it, it has. Yeah, it's, it's really weird, though, because it has a very TVY7 yeah, exactly. so kind of vibe to it. This is something you see on Disney. It's more reminiscent of. Yeah. Um, it's actually reminiscent of the Owl House, actually, to be honest. Okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. two characters, um, okay, like it, two main characters in Owl House. Oh, okay. Well, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. yeah um. It 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 is very um child um kid oriented, right? But I I think that maybe the reason why it's on Adult Swim though, and this is just me speculated here, right? And just me going back to the audience now, you know, being Gen Zers now, I think what the main theme of this show is going to be is identity. About you know figuring out, being smart enough to figure out what your identity is, you know. Um. You know, uh, personality and all that kind of stuff, and coming to terms with it and accepting it. I think that's the main theme of it. That's why it's you know catering specifically to um, to Gen Zers, right? And by itself, that's that's a strong team, and 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 it makes you know the the character of Superman. Well, at least I hope so with the show here. It's going to make him relevant for, for a new generation, right? Because, yeah, I mean, we've, we've all grew up on Superman. We all know who he is by name, and we know he could fly and all that kind of stuff, though. But just the mere fact that they're going to concentrate a lot on the early days and his identity, and, well, I, I, I expect to see with, um, with Clark now, Having to conceal the fact that he is Superman from both um, from both Lois and Jimmy and how that's going to play out. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's going to work, right? But again, you know, as I said, you know, with the whole same old, same old, yeah, it's, it's stuff that anybody who knows about Superman knows about this. We know about the dual identity. We know about all this kind of stuff, right? So the question going forward is how they're going to make it fresh, right? Because, yeah, all this right. stuff we've known, right? You know, who am I and all that kind of stuff. But just the mere fact that they're going to focus a lot on that, I think, gives the show um, its its edge, right? 
I think also too that's why it's called My Adventures with Superman because you can look at it as right. either from Clark's perspective or from Lois's perspective. Like, yeah, you know, this right. is my experiences and that kind of stuff, right? Well, all the all the all all his other characters' expenses. Because what's what's interesting about this is that Jimmy and Clark are friends from before. Yeah, that, that, that was cool. Yeah, which is almost never the case. It's usually Lewis knows Jimmy before, and Clark comes in after. Um, yes, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. E- exactly. Um, the, the the animation is is fine. Um, it it it's very yeah. anime inspired, but not too anime, of course, right? But yeah, is he more is he more modern modern approach to it again? The the quote unquote calats kind of thing. Mm. People just kind of complain about well, the the certain type of people just complain about. Um, but yeah, right, right, right. No, 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 it's all right. Um, Jack Quaid um, is is quite great though right. as, as Clark Kent. Like, like I, I didn't even know it was him till I saw the credits. Like, holy shit, you the boys, right. you okay? Sorry. Yeah. Alice Lee, who plays Lois Lane, I I thought that she she was she was fine as well, right? Very very likable right. and just as a character, I like how headstrong she is and how determined she is to yeah. you know make make it make uh make her way through life, right? And yeah, I mean, it's the character of Lois that we we know and love anyway, right? Um, Jimmy, for me though, is a quiet taste. Guy find like he just over right. energetic and goofy and silly for the sake of it, you know. Right. So they have him as the kind of the borderline conspiracy theorist, but he's like yeah. he's very similar to the the little little darkened boy from Owl House, now. Okay. Really remind me that character. Similar, very similar. Right. And, and there's a moment in, in episode two where he talk about all oh, this consp- this conspiracy involving who who um who who this Superman character is or whatnot. Yeah, and exactly. he have like a YouTube channel. He have five views. I was like, right. I, I can relate to that, bro. <laughs> right. Um, Perry is also a quiet taste as well because like he does like the, yeah. the the angry boss. You know what I mean? But well, they play they play them. They play them off our thing now. Like how like uh, Lawrence Fishburne played them. Lawrence, yeah, yeah exactly. in, in, in Man right. of Steel and thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, right. you know what? Like, I don't care. Like, you, 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 oh, you got me the scoop? Go, go out there and give me the scoop. Like, leave and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, some of the, the, the voice acting, yeah, I mean, the voice acting works, right? But some of the characters I have to get used to. It's like in the first episode, they had this one, well, Lois involving, um, sorry, the, these kids that, that like, feed, feed the information. And there's, like, this one line with this yeah, one girl. Um, what's, what's these characters, boy? Um, okay, so you need um, the is, oh shit, it's a film. Yeah, uh, uh, no, but it's they're famous in the comics. Is the the the, the something press corps or something like that? But they 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 are early things. A bunch of kids who sell Okay, okay, well. okay. Um, and there's, yeah. there's like there's a couple of I won't lie. There's a couple of cringy lines though. I'll I'll, I'll explain why, right? Yeah. It's so like in in one of the one of the uh, one of the, the church, one of the kids an example was um upon realizing that these robots about to attack the um Lois and Jimmy talk at the clock and talk about uh who, who do I call? Do I call the president? Do I call my mom? You know what I mean? And just how she sees yeah. it is like, oof, like like it's it's just so bad. You know what I mean? There's um, Disney Channel thing though. Yeah, yeah, and and for me, just 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 to wrap things up though, the style of it, the sort of comic comedy kind of style of it is is yep. different. It's something yep. that I really had to get used to. Um, yep. Some of the jokes, unfortunately, kind of fall flat. Um, and look, like if they're going for a more optimistic vibe, that that that's fine. But I do like in the second episode where where you know you get some action, you get some some tension, right? Some you know, right. oh 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 my god, what could happen next? I, I was getting that right because I felt like in the first episode, unfortunately, it was just more breezy, you know, like oh it's cool and fun to be Superman kind of vibe. But you didn't right. really get the seriousness of it all. It just really felt a little too much like a like a Saturday morning cartoon aimed, aimed at kids, right? Um, and again, that 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 just sort of goes back to to why it's on Adult Swim in the first place. I don't know. I, I just saw. I thought I didn't know it was on Adult Swim. You know. Okay. I I, I just saw. I, I I just saw the the trailer fit out uh, like about a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wait, Adult Swim, really? Okay. Right. 
<laughs> I, I just saw it because I know it was coming, but I, I saw it just as two shows on HBO Max now. Right. And then somebody tell, and I saw somebody saying, "Oh no, it's on Adult Swim." I was like, "What? Why?" Whatever. Yeah. So I thought it was just a straight show, a straight show skewing young on on on, on HBO. Yeah. So 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 just include it. So I don't know. I I I suspect they will explore the identity thing a lot more. Maybe they might touch on a couple of LGBTQ topics. I don't know. I guess. Again, just just thinking about why it's an adult swim. I don't know, right? But yeah, at the end of the day, the whole theme of identity and owning it though uh, makes a lot of sense, and it kind of explains why the show exists and yeah, why why it is the way it is, man. So first two episodes are, are decent for for what they are though, but it's something that as somebody who who grew up on just watching animated versions of 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 Superman for years, it's something that I really had to get used to, man. You know. But yeah, your your your, your thoughts on the first two episodes of My Adventures with Superman. Yeah, as I said, I don't know. Well, I don't even think it, that could be some kind of criteria for being an adult show. I don't know. Like, I don't think so. Because, again, it really reminiscent of the Owl Hops, to be honest. Um, in terms of, like, the tone. It's more like a Disney show now. Um, it feels like that. Uh, yeah. Um, so, right. In in reference to to the new live-action castings of uh, Superman, you know, a lot of this is... I know I know people dancing on the DCU grave, but, like, I didn't expect people to have an outright prom dress. Like, it's just... <laughs> This is just a whole straight up fuck you to the Snyder stuff. Yeah, just how, just how upbeat and optimistic. Optimistic yeah, yeah, is yeah, a key yeah, yeah, word, yeah. eh? The show is, way. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, just getting to the quick nitpicks early. Little couple nitpicks here or there. Um, like, um, like when... So, it's more or less like really similar to I of reminiscent of some stuff from the first episode of Superman the Animated Series. With the whole docs and the, the, the mech suit stuff. Like, oh, uh-huh. did we not... Okay. Uh, then, uh, like, it had a couple of dumb moments with the... For some reason, Jimmy stuck with Lois in that situation when Lois was revealed to, to lie about something. And right. I like, wait, I thought I thought Jimmy was Clark Kent, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the part with um when they, they got separated and the girl meets um Clark, but how she meet Clark so fast? She and Clark he had him in trouble. I don't know, whatever. Moving yeah, on. It was, it was another weird. thing I that another thing that I do I, I like the story might be explaining this, but like Clark doesn't seem to have much good control of his powers, um, which I do kind of think. But again, they're addressing that. And then, yeah, they straight up have Clark have a, a Sailor Moon transformation dress. Uh, <laughs> For um, real, yes. <laughs> yeah. But but what they, they seem to be hinting at is some Superman blue stuff, and Superman red stuff, if you know what that is. It's a low point in the comics, I would argue. Uh, but it was interesting power set because you have this glowing blue kind of thing going on. I really know what's going on there. But yeah, the um, actual like setting up of the world, they seem to be setting up something big involving Krypton um, because he still don't understand like the language of the father, well, the, the AI of the father, they, they, he gave back his suit and everything, and that we don't have the language. Um, they make an effort to, to say, well, you know, you had to wear jockey shorts. Again, another fuck you to Snyderverse. Um, Lois, uh, do hate her. Again, she looks almost like, look, just look at her and lose from Owl House, and like, wow, this is where all the Owl House people went then. Um, <laughs> straight up. But she, what she reminds me of a little bit is um, uh, a young Terry Hatcher's Lois. Ah. You know, short cropped hair. Mm. And that same kind of spunky moxiness, you know, it reminds me of that a little bit. That kind of stuff. Another thing is that her skin color seems to be changing and shifting all the time. I don't know if it's the lighting, but like how was her? How dark or light? Yeah, she is and, and, and by the way, is, but, is she well, Asian? Does she have Asian in her? I, 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 I just cannot tell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it cannot, I can't tell that. Like what? Because it just seems to be shifting from, from shot to shot. Uh, whatever. Uh, but, uh, but then, yeah, uh, as for the actual um, Superman itself, it's fine. Like, I, I, I'm not hating on it it's solid solid material it sets up some interesting stuff um the live wire fight was okay uh then they they well that character was supposed to be slayed apparently um, yes yes mm-hmm. 
which I didn't know at first, and it's only when looking at him and seeing part of his face covered, like, okay, it's late. It's only um, one time, if I'm not mistaken, that his name was mentioned. Slate. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, I, I missed it. Hmm. But uh, when I look in the, in the credits, I'm like, oh, that's Slate. And it's only because I, I recognize the voice actor. That was, that was Chris Parnell. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. In this side, they got they they some good voices to come through. I see. And yeah, I, I'm not hating on this at all. As I say, in context with the live action Superman, where that itself also has a workably historic thing to it, because I think it's the first Jewish actor. Um, to play to play Superman for the first time, the the live action guy. Mm. So a lot of it is, you know, we're healing from the DCU kind of dancing on the DCU grave stuff. As I said, I was expecting people to dance on the DCU grave, especially when, when it comes to Superman and what to do with Superman going forward with James Gunn and this show. But I didn't expect an outright prom, right? So that's what we get. And yeah, they just totally just making sure you you drum out any kind of overly serious serious business Superman bullshit that them days done, right? Even though. That is a, I, I don't mind that. If you can't do it right, don't do it at all. Just do this. And we gain this. And it's a reset. It feels like a slightly younger, less serious version of the Superman animated series. That's what it most feels like to me. Um, sets up characters in interesting ways. They make it work. I want to see what they're going to do with it. And it's cool. I, I, can't, I can't be mad at any of that. Yeah. But I'm going to close with this. Um, I really don't see myself watching this every week. I really, 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 really don't. Yeah. Uh, but when it ends, though, I will I will binge it. And, you know, yeah. hopefully, if it's, if very, it's worth it's, it, it's, I will, I will you know, talk about it. Yeah, it's very... It's, it's a mix of money. Like, it, you know, it's feel like, um, shit, what's the name of that show, boy? Um, it's like Justice League action for Justice League, but but for this show, but longer. Uh. But it really feels like a lot of Justice League action as well. That same tone. Right, right. Is that. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of that as well. So it's, we're going to see. I, I dig in it for what it is. It's, it's fine. Again, I, I, we'll see if it gets better or how much it'll get better. Because I expect it to get about as good as Superman animated series was. Like, again, they set up Livewire, they set up Slade, they set up Cadmus and them already. They, they, they already put these things. And then it seemed to have some, some weird chicanery involved in the Kryptonians because he keep having visions with some red portal they're clearly pe- 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 you know peppering some interesting stuff here or there so we'll see where you go and go, go, and go for you're looking all right i can't be mad not bad yeah not bad not bad all right so let's take a little trip now to oakland for a bit right so we're going to sure. talk about um well i will finally talk about the second season of uh stars blind spotting and we will talk about prime videos uh i'm a virgo right so yeah, uh, I'm not gonna stay too long on season two of, of Blind Spotting, right? This was actually something that I saw a few weeks back. So uh, don't remember too, too, too much of all you know all the big details and whatnot. But I'll just do a quick summary as 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 fast as I can, right? So Blind Spotting, the movie, not a surprise, you know, uh, my my favorite film of 2018. It's one of my top ten favorite movies of the past decade. Um, I was. I was excited and both concerned that, you know, we're going to get a series of this, you know, courtesy of stars. Um, and, yeah, you know, we actually got one uh, back in 2021, right? And it actually made it to my favorite TV shows of 2021, right? Um, what was surprising about this um, season, right? And is the same thing here with this, right? Is that uh, it, not, it not centered on my boy Colin, right? Played by the V Diggs, right? And thinking right, about right. it now, you know, that was just my like one of my big nitpicks about the first season, right? You know, no Cullen, right? Because for me, Cullen was the most captivating character of Blindspot, right. right? He had one of the best right. moments, you know, um, in, the, in the climax. Like, just watch that now. It still gives me chills, right? You know, um, but yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't in the first season, right? He was well. He was mentioned, and well, slight spoiler. Um, there's a post-credit scene in the in the final episode where um, where 
Miles, right, who is the, well, you know, the, the, the friend of Colin, you know, played by Raphael Cazal, is talking to um, Colin over the phone. He does hear Colin over the phone and that's it, right? But that's that's during the, the, the end credits, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I was like, how oh, you could tell a story or you could continue the series without Colin, right? And somehow they they, they able to pull it off. Right. Because they center on Miles' um, baby mama, um, Ashley Rose, uh, played by McGill, Jasmine Cephas-Jones. Um, and, well, if you remember from the movie, uh, they actually have a, well, I believe he was a um, six-year-old, well, six-year-old son, right? And where the show begins, well, where the series itself begins is where Miles is arrested, right? You know, for, for drug possession, right? Um, and he's sent to, I forget which prison it was in Oakland, right? Um, and the big the big conceit of that first season was Ashley basically not wanted to tell her son that, hey, you know, um, your, your dad's in jail, right? Because she's worried about how that's right. going to affect him, right? Even though he's he's going to be locked up for about five years or so, but it's not really sure, you know, how early he'll be released. But yeah, it, she was just really scared in terms of um, telling him about what happened, right? But eventually she does, right? And, you know, all through this, though, you just see how his um, his incarceration pretty much affects her life and whatnot um, and how she's dealing with it as well. Um, they actually introduce a few new characters in these scenes. So we have um, Janelle, um, who is the sister of um, Colin. Um, we have Trish, who is the Latina, dot, um, la um, Latina stepsister, if you will, of Miles, and well, she basically is one of the, the, the most standout. She's basically one of the, the big standout characters in that show. Um, we have Earl, who is played by Benjamin Earl Turner, um, a great character as well too. He's under house arrest because he was recently um, released from jail for for uh, weed possession, right? Um, and there's this thing involving this, um, I forget what you call it, the, the, the sort of um, anklet, basically. Um, so if he steps out a certain way, you know, it beeps and whatnot. And if he steps out, he has to be back by in his premises by 7 o'clock and yada, 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 and all that kind of stuff, right? And this sort of ends with him being arrested because he was, he was he, he, he basically reached reached back home late, right? Because he had to get a job and he got a job and through some circumstances, he had to stay back. But, you know, as he reached, it was too late and he got arrested, right? So where this season begins now is that, well, yeah, he is back and he actually hooks up with uh, a new girl because they actually set up early on that uh, Earl kind of have the, you know, kind of have eyes on Janelle, right? But, you know, Janelle trying to get she life together as well too and she's like, she, she ready for that kind of stuff and we learn why actually, um, basically, she was in this um, foreign country, I forget, um, it's this Asian country pretty much and she was um, pretty much with this guy who had a daughter and he spent a couple of years there but she just felt like she just feel, she just felt the need to go back home so she went, right? And, well, Earl didn't know about that till like too late, right? And, well, where where it stands is that, you know, Earl pretty much accept the fact that, yeah, Janelle with somebody else and vice versa, right? Uh, but back to Ashley and Sean, right? Which is, um, you know, his her, her son basically, right? So they are still, you know, um, trying, to, trying to move on in life even though, um, you know, Miles is still arrested as well. Um, there's a couple of great episodes and scenes involving them, you know, meeting on, in visitation all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's just really about just them, well, just basically about Ashley trying to move on like just having to live her life knowing that her her you know shiman basically is in jail and just how she's gonna deal with life and love and all that kind of stuff and that's really what it is in a nutshell right and um i must say though again this is just a strong series as well um it just takes everything that that you know you you, you remember from the original film um even the the more surreal moments which i'll touch on in a bit 
and just expands them even more, right? You, you really get a sense of, you know, the, the community itself, the people there, the social issues you have to deal with, the personal issues you have to deal with as well. Um, and it's just fresh with humor and, you know, with drama as well too. The dialogue is very well written. Um, you know, some great, uh, the, the music is fantastic as well too. There's some great, you know, um, classic like West Coast slash Oakland hip-hop joints. So, um, I, well, I should mention too, speaking of that, um, even, you know, the veterans themselves, uh, E-40 and Too Short, you know, make appearances in this um, season here. And much to my surprise, and I was there waiting for it to happen, right? Uh, David Diggs actually shows up. He makes a couple of appearances as well, right? Um, one in particular in the final episode, which is such a great way to just say, yes, folks, we're going to get to season three and Colin is back, right? That's essentially what it is, right? But when they stop it off, it's like, all right, Colin, what happened to you, bro? But that's all I will say, right? But it's a great reveal at the end, right? Um, and just to touch on that, uh, performances across the board are great. Um, even right down to Atticus Woodward, who plays Sean, right? Yeah, he is great as well. And he's like, what, seven, eight years old apparently. I'm not sure if he if he's at exact age or older. But yeah, he's great as well. Um, Raphael Cazal is charming as mild, you know, always witty with the human and all that kind of stuff. Um, Jasmine is great as well too. Um, she get the comedic moments and the dramatic moments down as well. Um, supporting characters, whether it's um, Jeline Barron who plays Trish, she's great as well. They build up even more tension between her and Ashley because they set that up early on too because like, you know, because uh, basically Trish don't want Ashley, she doesn't want Ashley fucking around on her, her brother though, because, you know, her brother in, in jail. And it kind of happens but not exactly too but that's that's all i'll say without spoiling anything right but it, it, it just makes for some great tension right um and it's just the energy and just what they put into the show totally works as well um just like the the original film there's there are like a few like kind of surrealist moments as well um so like case in point there's one involving um sean getting this sort of like huge sort of like bear um this 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 um, not a doll, but basically this teddy bear, pretty much, but it's shaped like a bear, kinda in a sense. Um, I know I think it's like a lion. I think it's a lion. Right, right. So how he envisions it is like, well, you know, it's supposed to represent his father. So yeah, the 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 lion is like man size now, right? Like every time he's around it, and he's the only person who sees that, and it's right, great, right? right, right? right, right. Um, they do the well, they did this in in the first season. They have like um, these interpretive dancers who show up as well too. And they will show up during moments like where things sort of like where moments just sort of stop. And it's just like characters sort of like just being a little introspective or kind of figuring out something like a moment of clarity with it. So you will see like, um, you know, the dancers themselves, they'll be in the background and just sort of doing work. And then all of a sudden the music will sort of build and swell and they will just do the dances to kind of, you know, emphasize the moment of clarity that the character is going through. And they do that in, in this one as well, right? Um, the and similar to the first film as similar to the original film too. You even have moments where characters, you know, speak to the camera. Oh, I'm sorry, well, they, you know, they they um they, they they break the fourth wall. Sorry, you know, they speak to the camera. They do little they, they do like a little poetry session, if you will. Um, they would even do a rap or two, right? And and it's done done. Sorry, and it's done very very well, man. So yeah, at the end of the day, another solid season of of, of Blind Spotting. Um, great show. I'm really loving it. And just the way how it ends here, um, what I would just say, just in closing, before I get to read it, right? Um, season 2 ends in such a way that we don't even, like, let's just say, knock on wood, the show gets cancelled, right? Um, 
the show itself could just end at that particular point, right? It's just that they set something up with Cullen, so we kind of want to know what right. could happen next, right? But for all we know, for all we know, we could get who maybe if if it comes to that, maybe we, might, we could get like a blind spot and sequel, like a film. I I kind of doubt that because a show like that, you know, and the way what is on what it's about and what how it exists and whatnot, it doesn't need a sequel. But who knows, right? And it's a good thing that you have this serial form of storytelling where they could continue the stories and whatnot, right? But I just saying, if God forbid it gets cancelled, you know, they could there there's that approach, right? But yeah, where it stops and where seeing it stops, um, in terms of Ashley and Miles, yeah, it, that could very well be the end of the series, right? But you know, there's still more to be told, um, especially with with, with Colin re-entering into the scene here. And yeah, I, I really am excited to see what we what we get next here. But uh, again, great show and you know another solid season here. So for me, I'm giving this a strong four to a very light four and a half out of five. Easy one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, and it, it's it's a shame though because I know this show is being slept on, and it's for it's based off of a movie that has been slept on as well too. Even though it came out like what five years ago, right? But yeah, I would strongly recommend if you haven't seen the movie, watch the movie. It's it's fan freaking tastic. And watch and if you if you really love the sh- the, that that movie you should really check out the series because the series is just as great as the movie man so yeah definitely check out season two of blind spotting right and i'm gonna keep that that um that that praise you know going high now for i'm a virgo yeah uh you know we boy we boy boots riley did it again booty done did boot it boots bootsy done did it again yeah bootsy done did it again man you know yeah. you know um so, so so i'll just the preamble right here and then you will jump into what it's about right so yeah, my, my introduction to Boots came in the form of Sorry to Bother You, right? Which yep. is a show that I liked for the most part. I didn't love, but I, I really feel like if I watch it again, that's when it will work for me, right? I just felt like, yeah. I just had a little issues with the way how I, it ended, right? Uh, for yeah, me, yeah, from what my, I remember. The ending was kind of... They could have punched up the end. Yeah, but I really dug the surrealist humor. You could tell that Boots is a child of David Lynch. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, similar, and, you know, uh, it, it's so funny, right? Because I have to compare, like, his work, and especially with this show here, to um, Donald Glover and Atlanta, right? You know, it's right. that sort of David Lynch TV approach to things, like, you know, like how, what, what um, Twin Peaks was to the murder mystery series. You know, this, like, and what Atlanta was, you know, with just this African-American slice of life kind of story. Yeah, this one right. here is... Sort of a take on you know fairy tales, but also uh, current superhero films and stories, and also yeah. much of my surprise, yeah, just touching on social issues and what um, African Americans and just minorities deal with, right? And somehow he does this in this remarkably and delightfully weird show that I just yeah. can't wait to talk about, man. But yeah, Ricardo, take it away. What is what what what's Amavugo about? Yeah, so it's it's a world of effectively something akin to mutants and X Men type situation where people some people have powers but not everybody have powers and it have this type of abilities and whatnot and yeah it's just a nice absurdist set of realities where oh before we start I completely forgot I I or the, at least it slipped my mind that Gerald Jerome was the voice of Earth Forty Two Miles in Spider Verse right it wasn't Shamamo. Um, let me let me check and see quickly. Let me check and see. Yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. He is. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit! Yeah. It's slip. Cause like you know, it's not Jamal Moore. It's not Jamal Moore. So like, who's that? And I was like, is that Gerald Jerome? Who's that? I like, yeah, it, it's him. Like, I, 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 it, it slipped my mind. We talking about anyway. Back to the show. Uh yeah. So he Gerald Jerome's Gerald. Sorry, Gerald Jerome. Uh, 
plays Kuti, uh, uh, 19-year-old kid. Uh, well, you know, you like to say black man. We raised his, his aunt. And he's largely uh, raised by his aunt and uncle. And largely, you know, you know, sheltered. And for a good reason. Uh, boy, bro is 13 feet tall. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Effectively yep. a giant uh, mm-hmm. in this world. So he's effectively like a can tell mutant. And he, you know, is sheltered by the outside world. How, how, how scary and dangerous it is. And when he basically kind of goes through his, let's just call it a, a rabbit hole-esque, you know, Alistair Wonderland journey um, through the insanity that is uh, South LA, a.k.a. Oakland, California. He meets some good people in it. Oh, it's like Mike Epps, is he? Is he oh, right. Yeah, well, uh, which, 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 which catch me by surprise, though. And speaking of surprise, did they expect to see Walton Goggins in this, though? Yeah, and yeah, yes, he, he is as it. creepy as he always is. Well, he's a creepy move. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah Walter Goggins, um, you know, uh, Carrie Young, uh, yeah, he meets a girl. He has some friends. He, he has to go through drama. Olivia Washington is in this. She's a flora. Uh, and yeah, they, they're making it work. They, they, they tell a story of a, a narrative of basically him going through, uh, you know, the, the ins and outs of where it is to be a black man by representation of weird shit. Yeah, right? weird shit. Very, very. <laughs> it's very um, Spike Jones, right? Yes, it seems like a lot like v- that, very, yeah. very. Being John Markovich in particular, yeah. Yes, yes. It feels strange that that strange reality, you know, to it, it as a Michelle Gondry kind of feel to the whole thing, right? Um, very dreamlike, but very, very good, weird fantasy esque approach to the superhero genre. And yeah, that's what we get. We get eight, eight ep- uh, sorry, seven episodes of of just craziness and hardness and, and builds an interesting arc a little unpredictable and given what the subtext is mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. bad at all um i think butch Riley directs three episodes no he directs, um, all, he, he directs all he directs all direct sorry you write he writes three episodes sorry yeah um, but he he was it's pretty damn good and yeah as i say he did it again this is excellent i did not expect to enjoy this as much as i did um but yeah it it is just jarell holding it coming together you know well he was from that um the, the, the Central Park Five TV show yeah. that's where you kind of get claim to fame, and and he um, was in Moonlight. I I always remember him. From, Moonlight, from right, Moonlight. right, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's also right. Him, him and you know, well, you know, the moments with him and yeah. and Ashton Sanders, you know, yeah. Yeah, in the middle, in the middle reality, mm. in the middle time, yeah. Uh, in the middle school time, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, you you you're a big motherfucker. <laughs> that's how it starts. Yeah. Um, and that's literally the title of the first episode, guys. That's the title, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's excellent. I did not. Did not expect to love this as much as I did. Um, but yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm amused that something like this even exists. Right? And I think the reason why it right. exists is exactly. because of Boots Riley, right? Um, because, yeah, because yeah, again, yeah. just to, to just blend superhero, the superhero genre with like this fairy tale and coming of age drama and, you know, um, social issues, like real world social issues and still make it entertaining and endearing though is, 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 is an achievement in my opinion, right? Um, performances, yeah. everybody killed it too. Jarrell Jerome is so yeah. endearing. I, I, again, I know I've seen this word again, right? As, as Kuti. And he's yeah, he, he is, boy. He looks the part, he acts the part, he is this sheltered, sort of introverted character as well. Um, I like that he knows certain things, uh, like like how he like brought up on TV, so he knows he adds, you know, he knows he jingles of commercials, right. right? But when he goes outside and he has to meet yeah, people, there's a little bit you know, of, it's, there's it's a little very bit of, awkward. Um, I like that. There's a little bit of being there in this. If you know what that is. Um, oh, you right. know what? Still a movie. I, yeah, I there's have a little bit of that. Shame, shame on me. Eh? Well, shame I mean, on it's, me. Not that, I it's not the master, masterpiece classic that it is, but it is a movie I do think you should watch. But yeah, there's a little bit of that. This whole 
but but a big part of his popularity is not because he just weird and arbitrary it's because he he's 13 feet tall <laughs> that's, that's why yeah exactly yeah. um what 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 surprised me though was the incorporation of the superhero element in right it, right so right. i was surprised by you know the incorporation of the character the hero where he's right. called the hero right. right played by walter goggins right i'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll talk about little, him in a little, bit right little homelanderish let us see that Yes, he is. Yeah, he he is. He is the white superhero, right. and you know the, the the subtext is yeah. He just arrested black people because you know black people try to progress. He's like no 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 no. They they they're gonna do damage. They're gonna do some serious shit. Yeah. So I gotta arrest them, right? And that's that's what it is, right? So he's not a flat out racist. And mind you, he's not a flat out racist. Right. But it could. But how he looks in front of everybody else, like in the community, yeah, yeah that, he, he is right. <laughs> it's a very bad look, right? Yeah. Um, I like the the back and forth with him and well the new friends. Well, basically these these guys who sort of run into him, right? Um, and, you know it's just them hanging out. There's like this great bit with them, like him, sorry, like um, Kuti in the back seat of yeah. this car, and you know and they, cool like they, they, yeah. And similar to to blind spotting boy, like like I really should go into Oakland and see how big of a deal it is, though. Like this nighttime drag racing thing trend. Like right, blind right. spotting did it, and this show does it too. So like, hey, wood, this is a thing in Oakland, though. Okay, it's kind of like, okay. like the whole <laughs> the whole bike stuff in Philadelphia. It's that same. All right. Yes. Right. Yes. It's that yes, same yes. street street car culture. It's, all, it's night culture. Normal yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, though, similar to blind spotting, you, 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 you get some you get some bops though. Like in the first episode, I heard um, well, he's cool, tell me do, where to he, go. He also, I think he do the music too. I did, um, right, right. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Through yeah. his um, through his group, um, the Coop, right? The Coop, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Coop, sorry, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and their their music, as usual, is quirky and weird, <laughs> but it's good quirky, a good way, right? Um, yeah. speaking of which, though, so the the character that um that well is Flora, right? That that's who Kuti hooks up with, right? If I'm not mistaken, that, yeah. that's good, right? Yeah. Um, played played by Olivia Washington. Right, so her power is super speed. Yes, I think. Yeah. Um and and our, our lighter like just the moment that they first see each other is just so so charming and so sweet. Yeah. I I mean it's, I mean I, I, like first time I see Olivia like bro I I don't blame you Andrew. I do not yeah, yeah. blame yeah, you she, at all. Yeah. She fine. She real fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, but cute, yeah. uh but it's the skill set she has right. So it's one of those blink and you miss it moments. Well not really blink yeah, and you miss it. But it's one of those kind of nerdy things like if you know anime you know what I talk about right. I don't know how Boots pull it off, but the man, just, just spoiling it, right? Just just in case you don't know it. This man take probably one of the most unique pieces of music from the soundtrack to Akira. The oh. movie Akira. And add that to her skill set, right? So basically, when she moves around, you just hear this clum, 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 clum. Mm-hmm. And I like when I heard that, like, wait, this is a key right here in here, Dread. Like, what do you ask? Yes, yes. Okay, so speaking of that, I right? Hard, I, he, Boots Riley, because of this show, Boots Riley shoot to the top of if we were to do an Americanized Akira. You know? You could do that. But here's the thing with Akira. And Akira, and Akira is, is weird. Eh? It's a weird ass movie. And it would fit with him. It would fit no, with yeah, his, but here's, here's you know, with Akira. Stella. Akira, one of the things with Akira is that it's. If you're not doing Japanese, well, you know, you have to do it in a modern context of what your story. And don't call, like, you won't call it Akira. You have to call it something generic, you know? Like, like, like a common male name or something like that. Um, mm. So do it in a, as a spiritual sequel. Because that was, that was the big mistake Spike Lee made, I think, with um, the remake of... Old Boy. Right, with Old Boy. Right, he, he tried to just do the exact same story and forget that, no, he had to translate it for the local thing. And, you know, he, he played in New Orleans. I'm like, yeah, New Orleans is a perfect city. But like I think our Oakland Akira, but they won't call it Akira, but it's clearly the same story. 
of scientific experiments mm. and people fucking around with DNA and them kind of things. You could totally yeah, and, 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 totally and the apocalypse, the right? The, 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 well, the potential of apocalypse too. Eh? That was exactly. like the key thing of that movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But the whole point is that you're playing with that that idea. And I, I think if it's, it's, he could do this, he could do that uh, uh, a thing. But it won't be Akira. Like you don't call it Akira, or but it's the same story. But it's a remake. Is the Americanized mm. remake? But it's like oh, you're, you're like Ran or or whatever. You, you get the point, right? Um, it's, it's yeah, yeah. telling another story, but it's the same story. Like that, yeah, yeah. Let's tell her. And he, I think he is to he sh- because watching this and seeing him do all his special effects and utilizing all of this this visual effects stuff and and these superpowers and things, uh, it just make me think he could totally do a a, a remake of Akira in, in the United States, right? He should, yeah. Bushrally should be top of my list for pulling something like this off. I just thought this was so clever and excellent, though. Like in how he did it, though. So yeah, yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. Um, but but you're right, though. And yeah, also, I love how. Yeah, and also yeah. I love how you know, um, you know how they make references to comic books, right? So Kuti, right. of course, grew well. I should say as as part of a, a side plot. Yeah, the hero yeah. actually has his own comic book series, and well, Kuti right. grew up on that. So it's easy for a man like Kuti to to watch the hero, the real life hero, and think, yeah, he's a hero, but actually he's not. He's a piece of shit, right? No problem. Yeah. Um, they they have these these moments involving like this this TV show. Forget the name of the show. Um, what is like parking meters? I think the name of it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like this real like. It, it, it all right, so I'll put it like this, right? I'll spoil it, right? So it's all this existential nihilism stuff that, that comes up in these stories. Like it will just introduce a setting and you'll just hear somebody just sort of like go trail off and talk about how the world is gonna be and you know, this is gonna this is the reality of things and blah blah blah. And this ends with this this kid just coming out and saying boy yo 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 you know, because this was a laugh for that, right? It's very it's very Robocop. Yes, 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 right. Where we 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 make um satirizing um, media, right? Um yeah. the final episode, right? The the all right, so one of the one of the big things in, in the show involved this hidden episode, right? This episode that was banned from the States, right? And somehow a certain character gets a hold of it, right? And seeing that, that particular episode, right? It is one of the funniest representations of nihilism I have ever seen in my life, Trent. And it involves that same kid who does the boy yo 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 thing, right? Dog. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you did the same thing, Ricardo, but dog, I was laughing my ass yeah, off for no, that it, shit, Trent. It, it is very. That clever. was so yeah, like fucking it. hilarious, Trent. Yeah. And yeah. it's surreal, it's real weird. Eh? But I was laughing yeah. at that shit. Dude. That was so. It it like I thought like you know in everything everywhere all at once the moment with the two rocks you know with Michelle Yeoh and Seventy right, right. Sue's characters being rocks and talking. I thought like that shit was funny. Nah, this 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 shit tops it, boy. That was so goddamn hilarious, boy. That and that, that was a highlight for me, right? Another highlight for me. Just talking quickly. Uh, Kuti and Flora hooking up. Yeah, this right, this right. and I'll say this right off the bat, boy. This so, this this show will has hands down one of the most memorable sex scenes you will see in anything, boy. It is so yeah. ingenious and so weird and so awkward and so right. funny and goofy and sweet at the same time. Yeah, and it's like boots. What? Well, how? How? Logically, yeah, how? No, like, 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 I yeah, get it. I, 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 I get what well, Flora, I get what she, Flora, I get what she get to that, what she tried to do her, but how? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's, it's her, it's her, because it's her power set. It could kind of work. That's that is what make it, make me kind of believe it because she's not like a no, 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 no. So she has, she has too. Yeah, she uses she speed to get off. That that's how it is, right? But I don't want to say anything yeah. else beyond right. spoiler, though. But that 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 shows that shows different. Right. That that hit different, right? 
Uh, yeah. But yeah, at this scene where the character grows as well, and I should mention too, it, it also involves what happens to a particular individual or one of his friends. Um, and how that came, yeah. um, it totally caught me by surprise though, and it just it, it just uh, took the film, took the show in a, in a totally dramatic direction. I didn't expect that, right? And ends with such a gut punch though, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it, it was, it's, you know, it just caught, sort of caught me by surprise, right? I'm also like the character of Jones, right? Um, who is this um, kind of right. like this, uh, you know, militant in training, pretty much. You know, she wants to, to bring about change in Oakland, um, but she she's always talking about bringing down capitalism, right? And if I have like a couple gripes with the show, like one gripe is that, like I felt with her moment, so she also has a power where she kind of forces the, the, the person near to her, right? Or I should say the viewer, to pretty much be shown a representation of what she's trying to articulate, right? And it's done very cleverly, I must say, right? right. But yeah, um, in the final episode in particular, there's one yeah. where she talks about capitalism and how it brings down, you know, the working class and all that too. Um, yes, everything about it makes a lot of sense though, but it, it was one of those, you know, like uh, the, the show literally stops and it's telling you all these things. It's a very spikely kind of moment, very <laughs> it's, it's didactic, Butrady. you know? It's Butrady, 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 Ghani. You know? <laughs> it, it, it's that. And while I was loving all that, right, and yeah, how it's represented, it's and, and I will say without spoiling anything, it is a it is kind of blind spotting kind of esque in a sense the way how it's it, it it's done in this yeah, sort no, of there, um, theatrical like kind of way it's it, very blind spotting yeah. in a way right yeah, yeah it, it kind of ran a little too long I was like all right all right boots boots I get it I get it right yeah but 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 the story but the yeah, episode yeah, literally but, almost done the show literally the series the season almost done dread and you stop in the last ten minutes to tell about all this yeah. I mean come on bro like come on. Yeah, yeah. Butrali had a good show. Box, yeah, is Butrali very good. And another gripe I had too is, well, even though I really enjoy episode six, that's the second to last episode. Um, <clears throat> I felt like that one kind of focuses a lot on the hero and the ins- the very insecure man that he is, right? Yeah, right. I felt like that came in a little too late, man. Like episode six, yeah, bro? Like, and like, it, because I think duh. the problem is because we already had Homelander. Yeah, it it didn't. Yeah, game. but so but but right. to be fair, I mean, the hero is not that much of an asshole, and you know, right? No, he's violent, not as bad as Homelander. Yeah. No, he's not as bad as Homelander, but still very Homelander. That's him. Yeah, yeah, and he had mommy issues too. Right, and right, right. He rightfully yeah. self too. Uh, what yeah, I thought was yeah. real funny though was was the the assassin. That's all I say without spoiling anything. But I felt the payoff right. wasn't worth it though. But I like the idea of this this random assassin trying to kill him, and you just get these really yeah. like ridiculously over the top fight scenes, right? And if I just have another gripe too, um, I know this is a TV show here. We work with a budget. Yeah, it shows at times, right? Um, especially like yeah, some yeah. moments involving um, uh, involving the hero look kind of cheap. No, but try this stuff is look cheap. cheap eh? I, I say no. Eh? <laughs> He's a man who just need a little more money. Just give him a little thirty million again. You know, yeah, to cover it up. But yeah, he needs somebody. Yeah, because like this stuff, because like this stuff with with Kuti and how they how they incorporate size and scope, right? But when it comes to the yeah, hero, yeah, yeah, like that, like the stuff involving yeah. the hero, boy, it, it just look real cheap, like real real cheap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, minor nitpicks aside, though, yeah, I I totally. Oh, I should mention too, um, <clears throat> that's just last nitpick before a closing off. Um, I felt the ending was a tad bit rushed, right? Uh, especially how we just had Same the soapbox yeah. moment. This kind of rushed yeah. the ending, and you know, they and they, they had the goal of seeing this because we don't know if we're gonna get a second season out of this. Because I just sort of treat this as you know a potential mini series that could be a series. Yeah, hopefully. I find it's work as a, it's work as a one off, but I could see a second season, but I'm not sure. We'll see. 
You have any nature of the story, yeah? Yeah, like like the way how they ended, like I understand, like as a cliffhanger, but it was something that they never explained. No, now, now what I will just say quickly, right? Uh, I know you have to wrap things up, right? Well, I'll say quickly. I suspect that this is part of Kuti's, you know, power set, right? I feel that you know because if you remember, well, when he, when he realized, without I, don't, I want to be as vague as possible, right? right Upon right, right, noticing right. that he has an ailment, right? That's all you see. The, you know, the story stops and then we focus on, well, the friend who, you know, something tragic happened to him, right? And he kind of has a similar fate, right? Similar issue, right? Well, kind of, right? So I suspect in that what Kuti is going through kind of relates to like, like, I don't know, I guess it's like, it's sort of like a, a weird sort of, um, what's he what I'm looking for? But like like premonition, like a, like a physical premonition is how I see it. Because I, I, I don't think it's coincidence that, you know, Kuti discovers this thing and they focus uh, like uh, a few minutes on it and they just cut to the friend and he something similar happens to him. I don't think that's be a coincidence at all. I, I think that has to do with some new power set that, that Kuti has but he doesn't know and I guess we wouldn't know what it is until the next season. So it is what it is, right? But yeah, um, outside of those little nitpicks though, um, I had a blast this though. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, it was an easy binge. It's like about three hours and a little change basically, you know, with all those seven episodes. Um, but really who sells it though is Jarrell Jerome. He is fantastic at this. Yeah. Yeah, this star. is a star yeah. making rule here, boy. So likable, so compelling, so uh, and so endearing as well too, right? I should mention too, Mike Epps. Like, I, I realize like this, this new stage yeah. of his career though, like where he doing these sort of Com- comedic dramatic rules but yeah this is a, a nice fit for him man i thought that i like his 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 irony though like his his, his sad like he's very sad on it right but i like that about him right and yeah. you know well um the the wife la france um la, la francine sorry played by carmen um ijogo yeah she was great as well right and then yeah just love how subversive and weird and sarcastic and just crazy and silly and fun this whole show is right but i did not expect the the, the social issue stance but it works as well in a boots riley kind of way and yeah at the end of the day it's a boots riley production true and true but it's yep. one that is so accessible that even if you haven't seen sorry to bother you yeah you could you could get into that into the show pretty quickly man so yeah rating wise uh strong four to light four and a half out of five man totally totally enjoy this and as a Virgo myself, yep. yes, I really enjoy the show. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, the te- oh, I should mention quickly, right? Um, this has like in with with each episode, right? They will reveal the title in a really unique way, right? Episodes three and six do this perfectly, in my opinion. That has some of the best yeah. title reveals I have ever seen. Some of the most creative title reveals I have ever scene watch episode three and watch episode six and you'll know what i talk about when i saw those moments i was like yeah i fucks with this i fucks with that that real hard right mm-hmm. but yeah i absolutely enjoyed the show man and even though i didn't ask fit uh can't wait for a season two i really can't wait for a right. season two Me too. but yeah yeah, yeah your, your final thoughts are written yeah written uh written uh, eight out of ten probably but it's a low eight um you know probably more in the, more in the realm of seven to be honest um but uh, mostly because of the production, production stuff and, and again the ending you, you say had a you had a problem with it, I had a problem with it as well. Same issues I had with, with um with sorry to bother you where I really felt the ending needed to be punched up and, and you know pushed together a little better. That's the only thing about this. But uh, I thoroughly enjoy this. This more than likely will make a best of the year for me. Uh, because of how weird and unique it is. And such a great and unique take to the superhero genre, even though the boys cover a good bit of this. But like it's decided the boys that they, that they could do more of Remember, kind of like a little bit like a train side story. Mm. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So it's a little bit of that. But they fled, they, they do a, bit, a better job in some of the materials. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. So yeah, 8 out of 10. All right, nice, nice, nice. So, all right, let's let's hit some some streaming sites for a bit. So, uh, Ricardo, you talk about Nimona. Um, this sure. was something that I just heard about. I just saw a couple of stills of it on my Facebook wall, but I didn't really know anything about it outside of it just being a Netflix release and it's animated. Yeah. And it may be based on some sort of source material that I'm not familiar of. But, yeah, Ricardo, you wanted to talk about this before. Um, I, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to see it. So, yeah, you have the floor. Uh, Nimona, what is, what is it about? Right, so yeah, it's it's a kind of weird, weird medieval, futur- futuristic kind of science fantasy something they're doing with this world where thousands of years ago, this great heroine by the name of Gloret, uh, she conquered them in the past. They conquered these monsters and their whole society of monsters and knights and whatever it is. And then uh, the main character, played by Riz Ahmed, um, what was his name? I forgot the actor, the character name. Um, ba- Ballister, uh, Ballister Bullhart. Let's just read it off right, of yeah. Wikipedia here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ballester, no, right? He, you know, he's like a low class person who becomes a knight for the first time. So they make a big deal out of that. And uh, well, this came out at the end of last month, which was Pride Month. So that uh, the main character, Gay, they didn't make a big thing out of it, but it is like okay, I think okay. what is um his his lover who is like a not a lover, but they they ex whoever it is. Uh, they, he's like he come from the high high end, and he's a direct descendant of Gloret. Um, but but um he's the first commoner to achieve knighthood. So they make a big deal out of that. And then yeah, what happens is that when he achieves knighthood from the the well the queen, um this is played by um what's your name? Um, oh I read it here. Uh hey Lauren Toussaint. Okay, word, word, word. Yeah, who who yeah, Toussaint. Toussaint. Yeah, Lauren who, who Toussaint, I've right. loved yeah. in um in, yeah, yeah, in she, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Right. She she gets uh killed by some trapped by the sword. The sword is trapped and designed to like it was like a beam in the hilt. So it, it shoot her and kill the yeah, end up killing her. So he ended up killing the queen, uh, but he didn't know why this happened or whatever it is, and basically he was set up. And then the person who was his, well, his ex-lover sliced off his arm, and he had to, he had to run away and become a, 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 um, like a fugitive effectively for years. And then years later, this, this creature, this girl, was played by Chloe Grace Moretz, it's never clear what exactly she is, but she's this essentially who's very lonely. And they have her, like, come to meet him to basically break down the system using him. She's this creature of, uh, Right. So it's um people like Brett you know how good a good voice captain. So RuPaul is in this apparently. Um Beck Bennett was in this, he's these little side knight. He's a little side knight, he was a little asshole kind of character. Uh but yeah, it's 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 them having to bring down the <laughs> system and have a big conspiracy theory involving one of the characters. And it's a lot of like I, I, I don't know if I, I read it into it, but it have a lot of allusions to trans and trans issues in terms of the main character in terms of she nature and well you have the short backstory of her relationship with the original woman named Gloret and how Gloret rise to power and why Gloret to get as popular as she was uh, there's a whole thing with that and then the the main villain who she is and why she how it play out with her and so on and so forth and they make it work um in terms of the story uh there's a lot of there is something like that felt like uh like again, because it was Pride Month, it felt like something like into a trans suicide narrative. I thought that's why I was reading into it. I wasn't watching too closely, but I thought that's why I was getting from it. I didn't do any reading, so I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, that's why I kind of saw that scene. There's a scene at the end, the big climax, the scene at the end, um, involving uh Nomona. But yeah, it's just funny stuff. Nomona has the ability to manipulate herself. She gets into any animal kind of stuff. Again, you know, they're going for. But uh, Rizamed and, and Chloe Grace Morris is great voice actors. They come together. It very reminds me of Sea Beast. Just a small little thing, side thing. 
good animation, good story, good good um material. And yeah, I, I, I dug the hell out of this. I didn't love it, love it, but it's solid business for it is very funny, charming. It works. Uh written. Yeah, like an eight out of ten. The solid business, all all things considered. Uh it's Netflix. You know, it's not they're not trying to do anything weird or anything like that. They just make it work for what it was. So yeah. Alright, nice, nice, nice. Um, and also a show that you brought up um, last time that I, you know, literally checked out this morning, uh, Rylene, right? Sure. right? So I'll, I'll do the, re the review for this, right? Um, so I was just seeing this this title pop up, you know, um, well, I, I should just let you know one time it's been showing up on, on, on numerous best of the year thus far lists, right? It's like, alright, cool, well, I need to check this out. I, I was surprised that you brought it up too, right? So yeah, what it's about, um, it's set in, in London, well, South London to be precise, right? And it's set, well, actually, uh, Rylene, well, actually, the, the actual area of Rylene itself, right? And, you know, thanks to the show, I, I kind of want to go there. That, that, that place looks okay. great, right? So yeah, this is a rom-com, right? And I'll talk about that in my review, right? The, the genre itself, right? And we are introduced to Dom, who is played by David Johnson, and Yas, who is played by Vivian Opara, right? Opara. Uh, this is the first time I'm seeing these these actors, right? So yeah, uh, Dom is getting over a breakup, right? right? Uh, because he girl leave him for uh, <laughs> a childhood friend of his, like they were they were, they were friends since primary school days, right? Which is woof, blow you know punch, uh, gut punch, right. right? But anyway, so yes, who you know ends up going into this gender neutral bathroom? Uh, he has Dom crying, right? He just goes to the stall and starts crying and whatnot, right? And, you know, she's curious, right? And then she learns, you know, what happened and whatnot. And I didn't even, like, pick up on it until, like, the very end, though. But, yeah, basically, we see this whole day play out, right? This chance encounter that plays out. And, yeah, it's just about the two just talking to each other, learning about each other. Um, Yas herself went through a breakup as well, and we learn a little bit more about that later on. Uh, but it really stems from, you know, Dom wanting to, to get over this thing, right? Um, so there's this great moment where um, where Dom's ex and, you know, well, the childhood friend, you know, decide um, that they should meet up at this um, this restaurant. And Yas shows up, like, so suddenly, right, and, play, you know, play the role of his girlfriend, right? And she brings up this whole story and this whole fake narrative and all that kind of stuff. And just all to get under the girl's, the, the ex's skin, basically. Like, saying, oh, you had this guy and, you know, why are you breaking up? Why you break up with him for for this idiot? Eh? And yeah. mm -hmm. I just like that in a comedic way, um, albeit in a slightly unrealistic way, but whatever. Yeah, he he's he's a doofus though. He's a he's a straight up idiot, yeah, like, but it yeah, works. Yeah, he's a clown. <laughs> yeah, he's a clown, right? Have a couple of great little stuff like um, a, a couple of great little stuff like you know the music scene in the the, the, the party, the family party. Uh, oh yeah, like I'm gonna talk. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that. Yeah, right? go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, so 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 what happens now is that um, Dom finds out that that um, well you know le learning more about Yas's breakup. Yeah, there's a there's a vital record that um, that that she left over at his place and she needs right. the keys to get there. So they have to go to her ex's parents' um, party. So they have this little shindig going on. And yes, they, they are West Indian immigrants. So, of course, they had to play some nice rockers music. There was a, there was a, a great rockers remake of like this classic love song. It's like, all right, wood, wood, wood. Even though the first time I hear it, it's like, all right, wood, wood, wood. This is cool, right? And oh, I should mention the, the record. When I heard it, I was like, wood. And I don't believe them for trying to get back is the low end theory, right? From, you know, Tribe Called Quest. You know, the, the greatest rap group of all time, right? So I don't believe them for that, right? 
and yeah that that kind of leads into this adventure that you know both characters go through and of course as you expect yeah they, they fall for each other but you know as they they get closer to the goal now they start to learn a little bit more about each other and then well the question as you would expect from a rom-com is yeah will they will they stay together or that right so i'll just i'll just share my thoughts on it and then you could you could jump in right um when it comes to rom-coms, right, you know, I don't seek out every single one, especially ones that are released in theaters, because I find them to be very, um, you know, uh, derivative, right? Been there, done that, right? Um, right. But I always go for the ones that just have that that so- something different. This uh, that oomph, that's something a little unique, something special about it, right? Um, and this one does it well, Joe, totally well. What 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 um. Well, this is actually the, the debut feature from Reen Allen Miller, right? So this is her first um, directorial um, film um, debut, right? This is a debut, sorry, right? Um, <clears throat> what she does well is set up early on that, yes, you are watching a rom-com. Yes, you, you, you already know how this is going to play out, but we're going to do things differently. Not too different, but just different enough for you to be like, all right, this is different. This is special. I, I want to see more of this, right? Even though I will admit that, you know, beat-wise, when it comes to the relationship between the two leads, yeah, you know what's going to happen, right? And I do even need to tell you in the review what's going to happen because you already know what's going to happen. If you've seen one, you kind of know how that how that's going to play out, right? But surprisingly, that's that's actually not a flaw, though. That It's just the, the nature of the genre. And I, I felt that Rain knows this. And she just goes out of her way to just make yeah. the show look and feel dynamic enough for you to just sort of forgive the conventions of the genre itself, right? And you can also tell that she loves the genre as well too, right? And, well, especially with the story that she's telling, yeah, it, it, it fits perfectly, right? Because basically what it is, we just have these these two black, you know, um, British individuals, um, you know, trying to find a way in the world, you know, where they have talent and they have drive and passion. But when it when it just comes to love though, they just don't know how to how to make it work though, especially with the Yas's character, right? Yeah, she she herself literally um does not know how to make relationships relationships work, right? It's not to say that she's a terrible character or what that it's just, you know, what she's been through in life and it makes a lot of sense, right? Um I just love how fully fleshed out these characters are you, you buy into their motivations their, their their quirks their insecurities or what that it totally fits um david who plays dom though he's fantastic in this right you know he is both awkward you know yeah. but and and introverted but yeah he he could be fun when he wants to and you know lively when he wants to as well and yes as expected though is just so bubbly and free and you know just wants to live life and i i just love that right um and she's played excellently by by vivian opara as well right um i will say though and this is i, I noticed this as a sort of a criticism but i think it kind of works with the complexity of her character yeah, uh, when she 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 plays the comedic roles w- um, better, I would say than dramatic roles. Like like the dramatic moments work, but I feel like like when she's just being comedic and you know just lively, yeah, that's when you draw into her character, right? So I would, I would just love the moments where she's just like you know um, grilling Dom and you know just trying to peek into his, you know, just trying to disarm him pretty much, right? And you know just uh, in uh, and just pretty right. much. Mm-hmm. Carry him on this ride, right? And yeah, you, you, those moments totally work, man. And just as an on-screen couple, boy, I was just loving everything about them, right? Uh, I also love just how breezy the, the, the script is, right? It's just these conversations, right? It, it has a very, um, you know, before sunrise kind of vibe to it, you know, that, that Richard Linklater kind of vibe to it where 
you know, they're just walking through different areas of the city and whatnot, and they're just conversing with each other, right? Yeah. It's like that. That's, that's what I liked about it, is how, how really, like, humanistic and slice of life the whole thing was how it was shot. You could tell us that. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Richard Linklater is a good comparison. Yeah, and, and speaking of shot, though, this is very, very, very well shot, though. Um, very well shot. I, I, even, okay. I even like, even though at first I was like, all right, you, you're using this too much, though. I even like the use of the fisheye lens, though, because, yeah, there's a lot of fisheye lens right, shots, right. though, but they work, They've, especially with wide, well, you know, of course, with wide-angle shots, right? They, they, they work very well, right? And for me, this sort of gives it the sense that they are in their own world, right? While they're going through little misadventures, right? Speaking of which, though, um, what, what really makes this show work for me, though, is how South London, or I should say Rylene, is represented, though. Yeah. Like, every shot, yeah. though, where these characters here. walk through or stand by, there's always some kind of activity going on. There's always somebody who's doing something. There's always some sign or some graffiti, something that always makes you notice the shot even more, right? So they're like... Or they're just walking on normal street, or you know, um, or cars are passing by, or whatever. Like there's literally a moment in a in a restaurant, right, where it's from where where the camera is facing the the, the um one of the the main actors, right, and they had the goal to have somebody walk in front of the camera. Either. I see that like all right, oh, okay, Rain, okay, okay, you real confident with yourself, girl, okay. Okay, you know what I mean? Just to add that, yeah. that liveliness and realism to everything that you see here, Dredd, right? And yeah, that, that's what it is, right? It is slightly heightened, right? So I don't expect that, you know, when I go to this place, every street is going to be busy or somebody's going to be walking down the street or somebody's going to pass in a, in a skateboard or whatever, right. right? But how this show frames it is like, yeah, everywhere they go, something is going on, right? And it just adds the liveliness of the story, right? Um, as far as where the story goes, it is very lighthearted, right? It's very silly. It's very fun, right? But I like that even in the silliness and whatnot, um, you still get this really captivated story of, well, yeah, breaking up and uh, moving past that. That's that's really the heart of the story, right? Um, similar to like what we mentioned before with uh, with it's like like uh, I'm a Virgo, sorry. Yeah, you have these surrealist moments, you know, like right. this moments where characters kind of imagine themselves in scenarios and whatnot, and, and it works. It's very yeah, very yeah. stylized as well. There's yeah. one in particular, and it centers on the low interior. And I was loving that because I was hearing one of my favorite songs off of that album. Um, yeah, where you literally see an audience of dubs. It's just dubs just lighting up the place, right? And that was great. There's also a moment in a, in a, in a cinema. Um, and this is a flashback involving dub where we see Dom, you know, watching the film and we actually see the, the current Yasin Dom in the back, like, sitting down in the same room there, you know, literally talking the story yeah. out there. I thought, like, those moments were really smart, right? Um, music choices were great, whether it's hip-hop, whether it's reggae, whether it's just, you know, um, R&B. I heard my boy Sampa in this, like, hey, Sampa, you know, yeah, 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 a uh, couple things, couple before I get to read it, right? Um, there, there's a there's a side character, this guy who is doing this um, art galleries, right? That veers into the to, into the absurd, and I love that. And I feel like it's also kind of poking fun at like just art in general, like you know that that urban art scene as well. That's what the the butt, the butt shot stuff. That's yeah, well, how it starts off with the yeah. mouth, slight spoiler, right? But yeah, there's 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 yeah, one yeah. involving butts, asses, pretty pretty yeah. much, right? And I would say um, that is the 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 NF, sorry the NSFW moment in the show trend where literally right, you right. were seeing bare asses, Shredder. 
No, and I know for, it will take some people up, like, it will take them aback, like, oh, shit, what? What what, what the hell is this, right? But again, this added to the character, though, who I really like, too. He is that, that sort of, um, oh, gosh, that, that urban artist who feel like, you know, I'm an artist, and look at me and my expression, right? It's yeah, that yeah. archetype. I, but I, I felt we could have got more out of him, but still, like, when he was there, he was hilarious to me, right? But yeah, that, that ass gallery thing catch me completely by surprise, though. So yes, just let you know, it have some nutsy for work moments, in particular, with that ass gallery, right? So you've been warned, right? And yeah, again, um, how it ends, not really surprising, but that's not the point of it. Like, again, it, it knows that it is a rom-com. It knows it has to play the particular beat. So, of course, it's going to end that particular way, right? I'm not going to say how, because you already know, right? But the lead-up to it and just how it plays out entirely totally works, right? And really, at the end of the day, it's really the chemistry between Dom um, and Yas, right? Well, David and Vivian, that makes the show work, though. They are so... So compelling. I just love seeing them on screen, right? Yep. And yeah, Rain knocked it out of the park yeah. with this film, though. This is a very, very impressive debut, I must say, though. And one in particular where, yeah, I want to go to Solon and I want to go to these places. I want to, you know, go in that karaoke place and, you know, where they, where they perform in 90s, um, classic 90s hip-hop. I want to go there, if, even if it's not a real place. I want to go there, right? Yeah, that's how great it is, right? How close to this, right? It reminds me a lot of... Um, it has a sort of a broad city kind of vibe too where it feels like it's sort of a love letter yeah, to yeah. the area, to the city, right? Like that, where, where everything is always right. lively. You know, the nightlife is cool. You have to go there. You have to go to this restaurant, that restaurant, that place, right? It has that vibe, right? But it also reminds me of, well, uh, well, I should say the, the, the rom-com that I absolutely enjoyed from last year, the only rom-com that I saw and enjoyed, uh, Intergalactic, right? Uh, with my boy Kid Cudi. Yeah, you know, it has that feel, right? right? You know, yeah. well, urban music in the background, you know, these these millennial, you know, black characters and, you know, you like them and all that kind of stuff. It has that feel to it, right? But it's in a New York, you know, we in London, right? And it's great, right? It totally works, right? So yeah, for me, absolutely love this film. I'm going to give this a lighter, decent four and a half out of five. Easily one of the year's best films. I'll close this, right? Um, points for the runtime for this show, why the show is does not overstay its welcome at all. This is like 82 minutes in length, and it, there's still so much that goes on into the show, even though even though it flies by pretty quickly, right? But, dude, I, I was enjoying every minute of this. I, I will not lie, Chad. I was enjoying all the, the 75 minutes of it and even the credits where it was here in Sample in the background. I was enjoying all that too, Chad. So, yes, um, whether you're a fan of, or unless you just genuinely hate rom-coms way, um, yeah, I strongly recommend checking out Riley. No, this is yeah, the, the the hype is real with this one. Easily one of the year's best films. So, Ricardo, your review, yeah, your your thoughts on the film, and then you can close off with ratings. I, I I thoroughly love this. I didn't expect this to be as as good as it was. Again, I went into this only hearing about you know, hey, this is I just see this on a couple of top ten lists of the year so far kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, I don't know what this was. I yeah, I saw it and I thought it was great. Uh, this just great. Great chemistry with the characters, good character building, very humanistic and, and built in. A lot of great jokes. Like, it's surprisingly yes, funny. Yes, yes. And the jokes uh, and land. And, and well Sorry to cut you, but the jokes land. Well, a majority land, of yeah, them land. Yeah, land so, really so, well. Some of them are kind of goofy and silly, yeah. but but they, they mostly land, though, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's just good, you know, a good black British character that I didn't expect to see from him. Between this and and uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, it's probably my two favorite films of the year. 
All right, I I, I will check that out. I will check out that show, and and hopefully next yeah. time we can talk about that. Because yeah, I, I've been seeing it showing up on a lot of best right. stuff list for sure. Yeah, right, and that, that's why I, I, I caught this. I'm like, yeah, I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as it did. Just really solid, a solid story, charming. You know, I I usually yeah, like, you know big fan of a rom com, but you know they make it work. You really make it work. You make it work. And that's why that's why I, I thoroughly love this. Yeah, rating probably like a nine out of ten or even higher. Um, it just fantastic filming filmmaking across the board. And it had me in engrossed, and I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, and I did. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, well, well. Any yeah, I, any last things you so, want to talk about, like on the technical or narrative side, or, or no? No, no. Like again, it's just it's it's solid stuff across the board. Like again, it's just good material, just well talented filmmaking from a young filmmaker coming up. You know, I don't I don't get like I don't try to judge things in terms of breaking down or anything like that. You don't need to do that for this. You know, when she have she fought off for filming, then you had to do that shit, right? Uh, but no, nah, I just uh just thought. Just, just I just look at the, the characterization, the storytelling. Um, it, again, it kept my attention the entire time. Genuinely funny. Um, it's, it's, it's. You know, uh, who did the cinematography? Small acts. Is that British? That same color, coloring approach to it. Like I, I don't, it had nothing to really write home about. That is that. Oh, and and as you mentioned, small acts. As you mentioned, small acts. Dog, you know they actually shout out Steve McQueen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a moment, like a, a, a cinema scene where a guy says, you know, Steve McQueen is, is, is a legend or the best. Right. I was like, all right, that, that's a small that's a small act shout out. All right. Yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, I love that. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, but it's, it's just solid black British cinema. It, it, it works, I mean, you know, in, in the same vein as, um, yeah, like that like that movie, like um, Horace of A, Pressure. I'm trying to remember that. Oh, right, yes, yeah, yes, that. yes, yeah. Uh, with, with which we both saw it in, in film class. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, it just really, really out, uh, solid, solid business across the board and it, it make it work. Uh, but yeah, I uh, loved it. All right, nice, nice, nice. And last but not least, we're going to get this exclusive review here. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. So allow me just to do a quick uh, pre-ramble. Sorry, I'm going to keep it short, you know, uh, because we can talk more in the spoiler review, right? But yeah, Ricardo, you 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 got to see it, you know, uh, last first, night, yeah, you know, last, night. last night, literally, uh, before yeah. many of us will see it in theaters uh, later on this week, right? Because in our sub- second episode of BS Beats and Bailey, in a little, you know, music studio somewhere in Arima, I think it was, yeah, we were right. talking about Mission Impossible, uh, um, not Fallout, Rogue sorry, Nation. Rogue Nation, which Rogue came Nation. in 2015. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Um, and you know, a couple of a few years later, and you know, again, you know, it's just you know, um, things coming full circle. Uh, the same time that I that I talked about blind spotting, I also talked about well, sorry, we talked about Fallout, right? That was in twenty eighteen, right, right. right? So look look at that, right? Look at look at how things come together, right? But yeah, um, and I actually put out those those episodes out, well, those clips out basically as uh, throwbacks, right? And I will like they just hear it again for myself though I was I was a little I was I would admit I was a little critical of those shows. Uh because yeah, watch right. them over because I actually recapped them um just a couple of days ago. I just wanted to get them out of the way before um before even this movie came out, right? Before Dead Reckoning. Because normally I'd watch it I'd watch those like a couple of days before watching Dead Reckoning, but I say, you know what? I have a feeling stuff may come up this week, so let me just get those out of the way, right? Um and yeah, those those shows still hold up to this day, right? I mean, of course, from a technical yeah. level and you know the action and all that kind of stuff. Of course, right? Five, yeah. yeah, five is still my personal favorite of the entire franchise. Uh, right. Well, that's that's Rogue Nation, I right? I really like five. 
Rogue Nation. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and, yeah. And, and yeah, well, well, for me, my my my, um, I, I've grown to love those films even more, right? Um, the more I've seen them, yeah. right? And especially with more recent viewers. Um, my criticisms back then, you know, still make a lot of sense though in terms of you know um, the convolutedness and whatnot. But I will say, right? And um, I'm also gonna go. I'm I'm even gonna go into Dead Reckoning Part One with this mindset. They're not perfect films, right? Um, none of them are anyway, yeah. right? So of course you may have an issue with the double and triple um, crosses that I had with um, Fallout, or some stuff may feel a little convoluted, you know, like how I felt with um, Dead Rec- um not Dead Reckoning, sorry, uh, with with Rogue Nation, right? But still, as Mission Impossible movies, as vehicles for Tom Cruise to show that even at his age, wherever it is, I think it's in this um in his let me see quickly 16. how old he is his 60s yeah that even sure. at age goddamn 61 this man is still yep. you know probably one of your last living um action um action heroes you know like I, I i i will legit call him the last action hero right yes i know that is that is what sort of was but sorry tom cruise is the last action hero right but yeah, yeah, as as vehicles much, for yeah. Tom Cruise to just be a badass and run and show his teeth while running and just give us these edgy seat action thrillers, boy. Yeah, these, these these movies just knock it out of the park, boy. Like with every one, it just gets better and better and better. And I, I, I could honestly see that with uh, Rogue Nation and uh, Fallout, boy. Those, those shows are, are fantastic, right? Despite the fact, of course, that they're not perfect films, both from a narrative and a technical perspective, right? You know, they're not perfect, but that's fine. It's still summer blockbuster entertainment, and that's what we come to expect, right? So yeah, I am excited as hell for Dead Reckoning Part One, and of course, when I check it out, you know, we could, we, I, I will deliver my thoughts on it, and of course, we will get into spoilers, right? But for now, this will just be a spoiler-free review of it. Um, I, I, I please, you know, um, don't, don't give it too much, you know. Well, if you have to get a little spoilery, just, just, just uh, warn me in advance, though, because I want to go in as no, far no, as possible. I, I don't right? think I need to. Um, but yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited as hell. For this and I guess this is why I'm just talking so goddamn much about you know Mission Possible, right? But yeah, Ricardo, take it away. Um, well, I guess before we get to Dead Reckoning, you can mention, um, yeah, Rogue Nation and, and Fallout. How, how those shows do those shows, um, still do those shows, sorry, still hold up for you? Yeah, kind of a little bit. I mean, I uh, I still like Rogue Nation the most. I, th- I thought it was still the most, he was the most interesting villain. Um, uh, oh yeah, Solomon Lee. Solomon Lee, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, I like the story. The, the, the look, I think I'm, I think I'm very biased towards Mirror Darkly storyline. So like the whole idea, yeah, of an um, anti IMF thing. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. So it's all that that, that make it work. Um, I like I like Fallout enough, but I thought the twists involving Henry Cavill's character was not that interesting, and I thought it was mm. like you kind of see it coming. And true, true, true. Um, like there's literal shots I, where they will linger on Henry Cavill, like after right. a mention of John Lark. It's like, of course he's John Lark, duh. Like right, that's right. what he, that's what he, that's what that's what Christopher McQuarrie is telling us with his shot that Henry yeah, yeah, Cavill yeah. And is it, John it, it, Lark, it's right? Little, it's a little obvious, and I thought that that whole sequence with him being revealed as a villain was just pretty badly done because he saw it coming out my way. That was one. And then two, I didn't like that they brought, brought back Solomon Lean. Like, um, you know, they cannot do. They should leave him out. Like, I felt he should either stay in prison or die. From the last film or something like that. I didn't, I didn't care for him coming back and how they used him was, was kind of bad. Like he's perfect in, in the last movie and then he was kind of terrible in this one. Uh, but the action sequence was great. Great scenes. They make it work for what it was. Uh, so I, I enjoy 5 and 6 for what it was. And I still, I'm not a super fan of, of 4 that most people seem to be. 
but I, I still like four and still four to still hold up enough for me. But it's it's one that other than the Dubai stuff, everything else is unmemorable from it. Um, yeah, even the villain, I I don't remember the villain to be honest. Don't remember the villain either. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh this one is for me a disappointment. Not what? for one simple reason. For one simple reason, this shit does not need to be in a part two or part one kind of thing. It could, it could be one. Oh, I see. I see. That is the problem. It's Hunger Games kind of thing. Like, why you justify? It don't need to be a part one. I get why they're doing it because it's probably the last film involving Ethan. Uh, but it well involving Tom Cruise because they do something in this that hints that we might get more films with another character, right? And this character is introduced, mm. and the person is a big enough star that they could totally hold a franchise and make it work. It's quite quite possible given what they seem to be heading in the direction with. But two big problems I had with this one. Um. The script itself, like, I like the idea. On premise, it's not a bad idea. Like, what they're going for and, and the concept of it and what it, it means to them, given in terms of operation, not the worst idea. But at the same time, it's nowhere near as engaging as it could be, mostly because of uh, the villain, well, not the main villain behind it, but, like, the side villain kind of thing. Um, that's why it don't really work all that well for me. Um, but, yeah, the, and then action is not bad. It starts very strong. So all the action sequence, the first early stuff was really strong. It drags in the middle. And then the final set piece is pretty good. But it doesn't, the, the cliffhanger not that strong. So that's why I wasn't really hyped on it um, for what it was now. And um, they have little side people like this girl, Mantis, isn't it? Um, Plum, um, Plum Kemem Thief. Oh, okay, okay. Um, she's not, all right. Plum Thief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in this and she's have a nice little side role. But I felt they could have flesh her purpose a little better. Like why is she doing what she's doing? A little better, but I, I, it, whatever. I get why they was going for it, and yeah, it, as I said, my problem is the main villain and what, what he was about and his his relation to Ethan, not that strong. Sorry, nowhere near as, as good as as uh, the last two villains in my humble opinion. But the main set piece at the end, it's something involving a train. It's pretty awesome. Mm. I, I I saw bits of it in awesome. the trailer, so I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. No, well, I, I don't think you know what to expect. Oh, oh what oh. they do, what they do is at the end, the last big set piece. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I don't. I don't think you expect that. Is what they do with it. It's some real. Uh, I, well, I, 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 I'll take. I'll spoil it by saying this. Uh, but it it real impressive. Like real mm. damn impressive. Like what they go. Like how they do this practically. I really want to see the behind the scenes to this because it's okay. very impressive. Uh, but yeah. Um, it real. It it it's. <sighs> I was still let down, and mostly because I really felt that they could have tightened up that middle sequence much better. And I feel like I could probably just tell this in one story. Like I do. That second movie had to be real fucking good for me. For them to justify that second part. Um, as far as I know, it have no post-credit scene. Like, uh, so I don't know. I went up one time. All right, well, well, well as far as I remember, no MI movie has had uh, post-credit scenes anyway. So exactly. Exactly. But because it's, it's a cliffhanger, people think it might have one, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I don't know. So, but yeah. The way how it's setting itself up. Uh, involving certain characters. Uh, there's all I'll just say. There's a scene involving if you know who Quiet from Metal Gear Solid Five is. It's straight up that it feels totally like mm. that. Um, but it, it, it's some real Metal Gear Solid Five vibes. You, you get with that. Um, but yeah. Um, they, they 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 do certain things. They do some big. They do one big thing in this. I was like, all right. I, I, not it was not mind blowing because they clearly all I'll just say is that you know these these brunette white women seem seem to be interchangeable. That's all I'll say. Um, oh but, God! Uh, yeah. <laughs> again, <laughs> yeah, again. But yeah, um, it's it's nowhere near as impactful as I felt it could have been. Like it, that, a lot of that fell flat for me. But it had some decent jokes, some decent humor. Action sequences are okay. Not 
it starts strong, the early stuff was good, it ends strong, but the middle plot I find drag hard for me personally. Uh, but it was mm. like it's some real dog shit kind of thing I said. Um, it was a little ruined by me because it had some like gills sitting down next to me and this would not shut the fuck up. I'm um, sorry to say it. Oh, uh, uh, so okay, them, them, them teeny boppers, right? <laughs> I, I, listen, what kind of weird is like, will you come into this screen so goddamn late to buy up the seat so late because they buy up my seat, <laughs> you see that you go to, to that get bad too. But mm. like, I like to get some real adults who buy this up and they're real into filming. Like, some three little girls come through to like late night screen to come to this fucking thing forever. And and sorry to, to cut you, and, and you know how it is, right? They always had to call their friend. They always had to pull up the phone. No, we sitting Bruh. here. We over here. We over listen. here. Come, come, come. Listen. I, 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 listen. I, last time I, I ran into that shit, there was with uh, Rise of the Beast. On fo- uh, weirdly enough, with Transformers. Yeah, there were some people who's like that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if if they would have chill out. Like, if they were just quiet and they just talking a little bit, but they had a phone open. So I seen that bright goddamn light in the corner of my eye. Need to lock that down. Sorry. Yeah. But whatever. I chill out no. myself. It wasn't like a big deal. They didn't do too much. But it really experienced a little bit to me. Whatever. Right. No, 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 no. no. As, as, as I bring up that. No, as I bring up that, right? So, you know, not surprising to... to uh, unless you're nothing you know, right? This is one of those shoes, right? And I guess you could mention it you know, before you get to read it, right? That is supposed to save the summer, right? Because, you know... People just don't want to come out and see movies, and that is the reason, apparently, apparently, right, why the Flash and okay. you know um, Indiana Jones, Dallas Destiny flopped, right? Because people just want right. to come outside and watch movies. Um, I, I think well, it's the quality people, of the films. True, true, true. Yeah, I think it's just the quality <laughs> of the so, films and Guardians Three. Right, but just those two in, in familiar, um, in, in, in familiar, right? You know, Hollywood's like, why, why people didn't come see Flash? Um, because the stories just weren't the told shit. properly. The stories were yeah, just the, trash. The I'm sorry, right? That's right. So, yeah, exactly. as far as, you know, well, I, I, I expected this movie itself to just be, uh, you know, a great um, summer blockbuster movie, right? I don't expect this to be the next Top Gun Maverick, even though it stars Tom Cruise, where, oh my God, it's it's bringing um, back the, 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 the greatness of watching a movie on big screen and all that kind of stuff, right? So, I'll, I'll get to the point. So, with this now, right? With this film, right? And... I mean, I, I'm not going to, like, tell any Gen Z, hey, you know, you're coming to watch a show, put away your phone and watch this, right? They could do whatever they want to do. But as far as I could see, they could care less. They just want to see shit blow up, right? They could stay home, wait till they come out on Netflix, whatever, and watch it, right? Their lives are going to come to that end, right? But for people like me who just want to, you know, experience a great movie, is it worth seeing on the bigger screen possible, like IMAX, for example? Is it is it worth the the, you know, the, the, uh, the big ticket price, or should I just go to a smaller cinema and see it? Yeah, I, I, uh, I can't, I can't go. Crazy thing, I, I do think the kind of generally the IMAX in general is overrated. So I'm not sure if you could probably spend your money. I'm not sure. I would personally, I'd probably go for this like the smaller screen to be honest. But look, it 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 is it has some it have no set piece at real blow my way. But it has solid set piece. And I imagine the final set piece, yes, maybe. Given what they do with it. Like, what they do with it involving... Uh, again, I would love to see how they do this behind the scenes because it's some real big... You know, well, okay, so this might be a slight spoiler, but basically an Inception set they do. Right, that's all I'm uh, Ah, um, okay, okay, okay. And, yeah, and as, that, a, that, as a huge fan of, of Inception, I think I know what you're right. talking about. That's all I'll say, without spoiling anything. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, but it's it it they do something like that, and it's a. I think it was really impressive, like what they did there. All right, um, all right. Mm-hmm. But 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 other than that, I'm not sure. Like it again, it's it's fine. It it good. I again, I, I felt the dragon in the middle, and I felt the villain villains. It have like two or three, I should say, 
Um, and then the, the kind of a, there's kind of an interesting twist at the ending um, involving a certain involving a certain character. Not that interesting. It's just like all right, okay, that makes a little bit of sense. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, uh, as it is, I was a little disappointed, mostly because they they watered it down. Huh. This could have been one movie I felt if they made it a tighter script and it would have been real hard. But they, they, it really felt feels watered down. Unless that second part is mind blowingly amazing, then fine. You know, it'll justify the source for being the But as it is, it don't, it don't feel like that at all. I feel like it'll finish the story. The way it's it looking, I feel like it'll finish the story. The, given what they set up and what the story is about, uh, I feel like it'll finish this in one. Right, and, and it's probably not going to be the end. Um, and it's probably not going to be the end of the series anyway, right? Because, you know, um, and, and another another well, fun fact, you know, Tom Cruise is... was making jokes last week. Hey, I could be doing this when I eat, you know. <laughs> you know? Well... Maybe I mean we see we see Harrison Ford doing this late too, but whatever. Yeah. Given what they set up in this, it could be his last film, but not the last film. Right. Set up right. something. It looked like it's setting up something to go to to go forward, and it, I could totally see this person leading the franchise in that way. It is possible, right? Not uh-huh. sure, for sure. Possible, right? But it is <laughs> possible. Like, yeah, I could see it happening. Right, right, and right. Uh, yeah, I look. I had I still had fun at it. It wasn't bad, but I was underwhelmed. Mostly because, yeah, I really feel... Again, if the part 2 blew me away and, and shut me up, then okay, great. But I, I, not get any feeling... I, again, if you're going to be some Hunger Games thing where, yeah, they put it in two parts where they need to be in two yeah, parts. Yeah, and, and, and it's, 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 it's long like, because it's Christopher Quarry and, and Tom Cruise, that's why, right? So, it's long, yeah. right, exactly. Exactly. And I want if it's one part and it's long, that's fine. But it's real long and it's two parts. So I'm like, all right, so why this so yeah. long? Yeah, all right, so, so in, in closing, so this is not the summer-saving movie that we we all expected right well i mean look tom cruise listen look it's bobby without tool you yeah know, bobby without tool. Bring out the cross. <laughs> i could see him i could see i could see i could see it i could see it bringing out our audience to be honest like i could see it doing well because where when i went i i wasn't expecting that many people and it had a lot of people so it, it, in fact it was packed it was full mm. it was full it's uh, completely packed so like all right well would and that was like a real late screening kind of thing now right. and tonight is another late screening so like all right well would mm. um you know like you know, people people coming out first. I can see the crowd coming out. I, I can see it making making money. You know, I can see it doing well. I wouldn't be surprised. But I was just like, from, I just a purely critically standpoint. Uh, you know, I was just underwhelmed. Uh, but it was an entertaining outing, all all things considered. I just didn't like how it was structured. And again, the normal criticky, nitpicky bullshit things. Uh, but it it uh, uh, you'll when you see it, you'll see it. And I think you'll know what I'm talking about when you actually see it. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we we dragged this all enough. Um. Yeah. What, what what's your rating? Ooh, uh, yeah, for me, like, given given what they set up and, and wh- you know, why I, I thought the story wasn't as strong as it could have been. Yeah, get us a 7 out of 10. Definitely inferior right, to, right. to, yeah, definitely inferior to, um, to Fallout and definitely inferior to Rogue Nation, in my Ooh, opinion. Ooh, huh. So, but, but not, but, you know, yeah, it, it, uh, it, you know, I'll, and I think it, it's weaker than 4, to be honest. Um, huh. In my humble opinion, but again, it's a part one. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. a part one, mm. so you know, I'll wait till part two to give a proper judgment. But I, I really didn't enjoy this, mostly because I, I thought the the, the the um the, the cliffhanger was pretty weak. Um, given given what it was setting up, like if certain events play out slightly differently, it would have been a stronger cliffhanger. But like it's like all right, well, it's not that strong of a cliffhanger as it is. However, moving on. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah. thanks thanks for the heads up. So um. Yeah, right. God willing, I will check it out um, later on this week. And yeah, we'll definitely have a review, or I will have a review for it, and we could get into spoilers um, at that point in time, right? Right, right. All right, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can people find you online? 
Ah, Passat R O D D Y. That is at R Medi on Twitter and Treads. Uh, oh, you you want you you want to be on that Treads tree? Well, Treads is. I mean, it's basically your yeah, Instagram account, which I don't really do, don't really utilize, other than just being dog bad, right? Um, uh huh. Uh-huh. I, I I know. I know you. I know. Yeah, yeah. Just just, <laughs> just that's it. So I don't really do anything, but that's it. I mean, whatever. If you want to go on Treads and follow me, fine. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter, and then hopefully uh, one again on Blue Sky, you know, just for the actual clout of it. But, you know, like I again on Blue Sky for any time soon, to be honest. Unless somebody mm. can write, man, I get super lucky. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, and then one on Facebook, of course. Yeah, yeah well, well, speaking nice. of Twitter, I just find it so funny that, that Elon Musk threatening to sue Zuckerberg for, for yeah, trends. Yeah, that, 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 is, that is hilarious to no, me. It, it, the thing is, what's funny about it is, is, is a total left flank, eh? Because uh. he, was, he was well thinking, oh, he go and be Blue Sky and... Not realizing that, oh yeah, Zuck could jump in this and just, you know, subvert, subvert Twitter on, a, on, a, on the more mass end of things. So what could end up happening is that you could have Blue Sky, which will be the more intellectual end of things. And then, you know, Treads will be the more mass end of things. And I'll just, you know, split, split Twitter in two now. And he'll just, because he lose real, like, real people shift across real faster. Mm. I mean, because it's, it's, it's Instagram, but whatever. That's yeah. the point. <laughs> like, like, trap. That was like a real, like, for a... Strategy sad but it's actually quite clever what Zuck do there. That's kind of funny. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's business, bro. It's business. But yeah, yeah, yeah as, yeah. as far as trends go, just just talk it quick. Um, I will have to do more more research, more digging in, and I'll see if it's worth it for me. Then I'll join it. But if, I don't want to. I don't want to do. I don't want to join no hype train and be like, oh, well, because everybody talking about it on news, I should jump on trends too. Uh, like really? No, but it's, it's, it's basically Instagram. It's Instagram. It's Instagram, but less slightly less dong bad. Instagram, guys, all <laughs> right, right, right. Guys, it's Instagram, pretty much. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I, I thought it was go and do the boxing match so one of them could get a liver shot and not walk for like a month. <laughs> that's why I want to see after one of them. Moving on. Yeah. Anyway, that's right. Like, so, um, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, you'll find links to. Uh, well, basically, that's where I'm mostly active. Um, Twitter and TikTok ever so often, right? Um, and of course, you know, um, I'm also on Fiverr as well too. My Fiverr gigs are still up. You can find the links to all those um, in the link tree link that you'll see in the description of this episode. Uh, but in the Facebook and YouTube links, you'll find excerpts of today's episodes along today's episode, sorry, along with other episodes of BBB Radio, BSB Tbilisi, and retrospect reviews. So, uh, stuff to look forward to. Uh, season one of the Idol. I will. I will sit down. I'm not watching. I will. I, 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 I will. Well. I will watch it as as, as <laughs> someone as someone who who appreciates the 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 the, the, the circa 80s you know but um pop version of the of the weekend and has loved after hours and dawn FM. I will watch it. I will. I will watch it with an open mind and I'll see what what um what what he brings to the table here. It, it might be trash, but I'm curious. I want to see. Um. We also talk about the blackening, which um, actually dropped a couple of days ago on, on digital, but I didn't get a right. chance to check it out. Um, we will talk about, yeah. um, we, well, let's just say we need to talk about how to blow up a pipeline. I've been hearing about this show for right. too long. I need to see it for myself. Which I, I, I saw that. I loved it. Right. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Of course, I will check out um, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and we could get the spoilers of that. Uh, the following week, um, The Clone Tyrone. I want to see that. Keep excited for that. Uh right. I, I see that yet. Yeah. So uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, boy. I mean, if 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 it's right. one show that I need to see in IMAX, because initially it was gonna be two, it was gonna be Oppenheimer and um and and Dead Reckoning, and now that you talk about about what to expect with Dead Reckoning, eh, it will be Oppenheimer for sure. I'll definitely check that out there. Um, God willing, right. right? And of course, Barbie. <laughs> really, really curious to see how, yeah. how that plays yeah. out, right? Um, I think next month, yeah, next yeah. month we're supposed to be getting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. 
who knows this 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 right, could right, be right. the next you know into the spider verse it is an animation it could be could be maybe not i don't know um but i just hope that this is like the last time that we try to reboot this franchise because they're doing this a little too much now you know what i mean um i love it you know uh yeah blue beetle we will be getting um later on in august as well too um you know i forgot to mention um meg to the trench right uh yeah she saw the first one in cinema and like it was it was one of those so bad good movies but i don't know if i should really like watch that (laughs) you know but if it's good if it worth it i'll check it out right and you know as, as of course you know if there's any um movie or tv show or even album you know we're talking about yeah you know we'll make mention of it in this show and yeah that's pretty much about it so again guys good morning good afternoon good evening good night whenever you're listening to this this was Matthew Bailey and and we are signing off another episode of BBB Radio so until the next one take care stay safe in and out peace <laughs>